Yes, batten down the hatches and lock the door. Yes, it's wrestling time once more. And hi, everybody. Ed Whalen at ringside with, um, it'll come to me. Oh, yes, Bulldog Bob Brown. It's the WWF Superstars of Wrestling. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Superstars of Wrestling. I'm Vince McGrath, along with Jesse Devotti Ventura. And I'm sure as you came up to the arena, you can tell this is dairy farming country. You sure can, McMahon. Still trying to clear my nose up around here. Listeners and welcome back. My name is Travis Veloshin and this is Yours, Mine, and the Truth, a podcast about the texts of my youth and a revisit and re-evaluation of their merit with a friend from some time in the past. And boy, oh boy, that idea of going back to the past takes on a new level here today for Yours, Mine, and the Truth because... We are going back further uh, in terms of friends and friends that I've kept in touch with and friends I've spoken to. We are, this is the longest in-between actual conversations I've had with a guest, and, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But before we do that, I want to remind you guys and girls and everyone that... We are here on the Palm Podcast Network, and this Palm Podcast Network has a lot of great shows on it that I, that I'm sure you are all big fans of. And well, this stuff doesn't happen for nothing, my friends. And so that's why in the next two weeks we are uh, officially on a Palm pledge drive. Uh, we need to raise uh, about two hundred dollars to just to cover costs of uh, the annual fees uh, that uh, keep us going and allow us to keep. Pumping out the product that you so richly deserve, and that you uh, that I'm, I'm I'm happy to see that y'all keep listening, um, and uh, we want to keep doing that for you. So, if you can give whatever you can via PayPal to uh, the web uh, to the email address, which is Kelly N at uvic.ca. That's K E L L Y N at u v i c dot c a. That's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, the, the, the head honcho, the big cheese, Kelly Nelson's, uh, email address. And that's how, uh, we are, uh, going to be able to, to stay in business and keep doing what it is that we love doing here at the Palm Podcast Network. So please do what you can, um, included on these shows in the Palm Podcast Network. I should always mention, I always want to mention my other show uh, here uh, that I do with my buddy Johnny Hedgepath, and that is called Gideon Guys, a look at the Legends of Tomorrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow on the CW Network uh, show that Johnny loves and one that I am watching for the first time. It's so much fun. You can find them all. We, we made it through season three. You can find them all on the Palm Podcast Network, collected in a playlist. Start wherever you want. Uh, check out uh, different episodes. Uh, I found out a mutual friend is on an upcoming episode, so we'll be hanging out with him, uh, and he's happy to join us. So that's a cool thing is that it's shot here in Vancouver where I live. So I've read for the show a number of times. 
times and yet to get that call. But uh, there's lots of friends uh, I know who have been on the show too and are involved. And so we've that's cool things that we've had, uh, you know, different people involved on that show too. So check it out. That's Gideon Guys on here on the Palm Podcast Network and then outside of podcasting, but still very much tied to the Palm Podcast Network because um i i I have something that i want to tie to the pledge drive with this and that's uh, mystery titans theater which is the show that the aforementioned johnny hedgepeth and i do with often with the aforementioned kelly nelson where we will watch one old wrestling card live uh on twitch the first night it'll be every other saturday this is coming up on the upcoming saturday which will be let me get that date in front of me here the upcoming, this uh, Saturday, August 14th, we will be live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on twitch.com slash Jarvis Washing Machine. That's Jarvis Washing Machine, one word, J-A-R-V-I-S-W-A-S-H-I-N-G-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. Yeah, that's off the top of my head. I wasn't even looking at it. I, I, I hope I got it right. Uh, but yeah, join us when uh, it's us. And as I said, Kelly. sometimes Kelly will join us. And it's always great when he does. Sometimes it's our other friends who are um, wrestling fans or comedians or a bit of both and actors. And it's been a, uh, so much fun. It's it. I, I every two weeks I'm allowed this this like two and a half to three hours where I'm just. Oh, I have such a great time, and I hope you guys will join us either live or check us out. Uh, I put the shows on YouTube shortly after. You can see that at youtube.com slash C slash Jarvis Washing Machine, the same name, or just search Mystery Titans Theater on YouTube, Mystery Titans Theater Volume 2, because that's us. Um, and here's what I want to tie to that is I, I've, I've made it known on uh, social media via our, our, via our, via, via, uh, people say it different ways. Um, our Twitter that the highest donor, uh, is free to select a, a card from, for us to watch on mystery Titans theater and is welcome to join us for said card. So um, by all means, um, keep that in mind and uh, keep us at Plum in your hearts and uh, yeah, open up your wallets for the for the good folks here at the Plum Podcast Network. I was kind of dipping into some sort of weird accent, but I don't know what it was. Anyways, that brings us to today's show here on Yours, Mine, and the Truth. Uh, and uh, we are going back to that that subject of wrestling, our, our you know my bread and butter. Like I I think I'm. It's not my bread and butter. It's just it's just something that's always there. It's a constant, as you'll hear today, because um, I'm being joined by my friend from elementary school, Kenneth Blake. Uh, we went to school up until grade six, and then I, I, I barely got to see him. I think I got to see him in person maybe one more time after that, but we have stayed in touch. So there's that's a lot of uh, a lot of time has passed there. But um, boy, oh boy, are we excited to 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 talk about what it is that we are going to share with you today and that is well it's it's as i said it's wrestling related and it's what we had available to us during that time at grade six which would have been 1989 june of 1989 these are the wrestling shows that we could watch at that time we were we were we didn't have the the smorgasbord that some of you uh listeners did out there living in different parts of north america we got stampede wrestling 
which is local, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, that's where we're from. And then we get an hour of Maple Leaf Wrestling, which was essentially superstars of wrestling. Um, uh, and so, today, we are going to discuss the two shows that would have aired. It's a, it's, it would be a Saturday, Saturday afternoons. These shows would air back-to-back in a two-hour block. It's a little different this time around, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, that would have aired on our very last, uh, the last weekend, or the, the Saturday after our very last day in elementary school together. So it's June 24th, 1989. These are those two shows. I'm joined by the amazing Kenneth Blake. Uh, you'll see, this is such a blast. I uh, hope you enjoy our look at uh, wrestling in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, June 24th, 1989. <laughs> everyone it's yours mine and the truth again we are back and i'm back in well uh back to an old passion that you guys know that i would come back to again but we're back at like the we're going to like the origin story here as to like what the when my love of wrestling really started and and who was there with me alongside when this this emerging love was was just uh, was there when the when the seeds were being planted, and it's this guy, and this is a big deal here for for yours, mine, the truth, because this is I've got to speak with new friends, I've got to speak with old friends, and this is without a doubt <clears throat> the longest time in between actual conversations. And we were talking off air just before we got here. He would say it had to be 20 years. I would say a little closer to 30, and he didn't want to say that. But please, everyone, please, I'm so excited to welcome my good friend, Kenneth Blake. Ken, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well, Travis. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm, uh, yeah, this is a day when um, we're finally getting some rain out here, which we needed desperately, as I'm oh, sure. Oh, my. Yeah. This is a friend of mine who's in my old hometown of Calgary, Alberta. And they are get they've been getting the smoke from my province for for quite a while now because of the wildfires. So us yeah, getting well, some rain today is a, is a hopefully a good thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we're trying not to hold that against you. I mean, <laughs> I've been uh, coughing, and I do apologize during the course of our conversation if I uh, am hacking or coughing. How are you guys doing over there in the midst of all of this uh, uh, wonderful weather? Uh, we are. We, we've. Just, it's been super hot for like we're just going through a heat wave, mm-hmm. and because of whatever wind uh, patterns, we haven't had a lot of smoky days. We just had hot days, so that's why it's nice to just finally get. It's not pouring. It's just like a. It's like a nice mist. I had to run and grab some orange juice to make smoothies today, and it was uh, a pleasant kind of walk through, uh, you know, those like, kind of cool-off stations that they have at, like, the Stampede and stuff, you know what I mean? Oh. Or, like, <laughs> where you just walk through. 
don't, don't talk to me about the stampede. Oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Oh. I was gonna, speaking about holding things against each other. Speaking of provinces, <laughs> we won't get into that today. We won't get into that at all because we're here for happy times. We're here for like really happy memories because yeah, because Ken, Ken, where did we meet? When we met at North Haven Elementary School. North Haven Elementary School. Uh, what year was it? It was um, we were in grade four. I moved uh, to North Haven and. Mm-hmm. When uh, uh, when we started grade four, so um, new kid, totally afraid. I don't remember our first encounter, but I Me just neither. remember that we got on. Yeah, yep. we got on well. Um, just uh, the two of us and a few of uh, the other uh, the, the other guys. I think you played you played hockey. Yep. Right. That wasn't a thing for me, mm-hmm. um, but um, you, you guys would just get together and then I join, I join you guys and you just talked to me and treated me like one of the fam. And, uh, you know, that just spoke volumes for me and uh, carried me uh, <laughs> all these 20, 30, we'll just say 25 years later. Okay. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, that's a good medium. Happy there. medium, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we've, all, we've always got on uh, from, from those days and, mm-hmm. And uh, it's always been the happy times looking back now. Yeah. yeah. And we talk like, like, like everyone's got opinions about social media and uh, the ups and downs and whatever's, but mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of the reason why you and I were able to stay in touch through all these years, whether it's just for quick little, uh, Hey, how's it going? Kind of thing, checking in or joining mutual message boards and uh, mm-hmm. again, sharing mutual interests and things like this. And, and it's yeah. been great to see, um, you grow up and see your family uh, grow oh, up. Man. You guys look uh, incredibly happy. It's <laughs> wonderful to see uh, this friend of mine from yeah grade four onward. Because I only got to it was only until grade six really the end of grade six. Yeah, you were off, off in different directions. Yeah, you did. I moved again. Um, ended up um, to another quadrant of town, and uh, uh, you and the rest of the uh, band uh, were uh, there. What was it? Um, men. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get into Very some of them. Team. We'll get into some of our friends' names because because I, I know that because mm. one of the big things that like we we bonded over wrestling. We loved wrestling. We we'd, we'd oh, wrestle man. on the playground. We'd mm. talk about it because we watched uh, uh, on the weekends. We'd watch on Saturdays, right? Because that's that's what I want to say. Like that's what we're going to talk about today. Is that the text is what was on around that time, yeah. because that was really all we had. I think kind of going up to eighty nine. There was some like when we started to get TSN. What we're going to get into here. Um, I think I think we'd get uh, occasionally we get some AWA. Um, but not, it was really just these two shows, Stampede Wrestling and, That's right. and, uh, what was Maple Leaf Wrestling. That's right. right? Which was essentially, uh, uh, superstars in, in mm. the, in the States. Right. Right. Um, and so because of this, uh, this shaped our, our early, um, you know, opinions and our early favorites and, yep. uh, things like this. And that's just what we had. Um, and I, I think I, I would say still to this day, this is like, yeah, our perspe- our perceptions of uh, what professional wrestling was mm-hmm. um, was really uh, founded from those two promotions that you just mentioned: uh, Stampede Wrestling, which is uh, which was made made birthed and uh, run out of here in our old hometown, Calgary, Alberta, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the Maple Leaf Wrestling show, which came on. I think, if I remember correctly, directly after one hour um, after on yep. Saturday yep. uh, Saturday afternoons. It was the two and- hours between. One thirty and three thirty. 
oh my goodness, it was heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was heaven for a guy like me. Yeah, um, yeah. There was so much, so much to talk about. I think that um, there was a, a particular uh, episode that uh, we just wanted to uh, take a look at. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking at the the the, the I, I took I took the weekend of what would have been our last day at North Haven Elementary. Uh, so it would have been the Saturday after, like you and I kind of bid farewell to each other. I remember we did get to kind of see each other in person one more time after that. I remember you came over to my house and we we wrestled on a trampoline with my buddies all, <laughs> all the time. So it was probably like maybe three or four years later. I can't remember exactly when, but I think it was I think it was one year after um, after graduation, or maybe wow. the last year. But uh, mm. we um, we did wrestle on the uh, on the trampoline. Um, I did. <laughs> You went over. Terrible Travis put Ken the Crusher over. All right, because that's what I wanted to get to as well <laughs> in terms of shaping our our creativity and our imagination because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys, if everybody listening is sitting down right now, hopefully, but they're talking to the two founders and creators of the SWF, the Silly, Silly Wrestling Federation. Federation. You betcha. <laughs> and he already mentioned my name. I was Travis oh. the Travis the Terrible. I'd say I was I was kind of I had like Macho Man sunglasses. It was meant mm. to have that, but I had more of that that kind of eighties mullet, and my hair was spiked with longer. And oh back. my, yep, I remember and that. We vividly. all had we had muscles on muscles, brother. And oh, and you were as you mentioned, Ken the Crusher. Yep, I. Uh-oh kind of borrowed from the macho theme myself because I was a macho uh, a macho man fan I were. more saw you as sort of a hybrid of the macho man Randy Savage and another Calgary native yeah, uh, uh, a gentleman Brett by the Hart. name of Brett the Hitman Hart yeah. um, and I just saw that that character just took off and flourished he did he, went, he really like he got a big push didn't he oh gosh <laughs> yes. especially after especially we were a tag team if I remember correctly That's right. We were what were the Midnight Marauders? So I think that was the name of our, <laughs> our team. Right. Wow, the Midnight Marauders, um, mm-hmm. and um, we had the uh, we had the World Tag Team tiles. Mm-hmm. I think we traded them between two other guys. I think yeah. it was the Steamroller, as well as the Murderer. So, um, so that would be Scott Conlon, Scott, Scott the Steamroller Conlon. Leslie Scott and, and Matt uh, the Murderer Kennedy. Matt the Murderer Kennedy. Oh, who has gosh. since. Unfortunately, mm. gone on to be a real murderer, so we can't really talk much about him. No, I'm just kidding. You mad? <laughs> <laughs> talk about kayfabe. There, we'll have right? to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, I'm gonna try to. I'll try to tag both of them in. Here. <laughs> Say the shout outs to those guys. They'll be happy to know that we're talking about them in there. And oh. there. And well, maybe they can let us know how much of those personas they have kind of kept. I mean, we don't think. Matthew's really a murderer, but like you know, has oh. has he kind of you know let made people kind of wonder? Wow, when that guy walks into a room, is that guy a murderer? <laughs> you know, <laughs> could work for you. Could help you go go places. He had a personality. He had a great personality that yeah. just really lit up a room, and uh, sure. it was um it was like marmite. You know, you you either liked it or you didn't like it. And um, I've been on both ends of the spectrum sure. with hey, Matt. I know that. Well. And we're still we're still. We're still connected on Facebook, yeah. and uh, I say this as a shoot, Matt. Bless you. Yeah, I still think good things about you. Yeah, oh, hoping yeah, that you too. and the fam are well. Yeah, yeah. Same to, to him and to the Scott and his family. Oh man. Yeah. Oh gosh, I can gush over Scott all day. Yeah. Um, I ran a, when we were in high school. Um, I he went to 
uh, where was it? Diefenbaker, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and uh, I went to Fowler, James Fowler, for a year. Yeah. And I saw him. He was. I, it was really. It was really difficult to really tell, but for some reason, just because I, I don't know at that at, at our young age, we just bonded. We just knew each other. I saw him walking away, and I knew that was Scott Conlon. Scott, mm-hmm. Scott, mm-hmm. Conlon, and I was waving like a moron, and he turns around, and I don't even know if to this day, and we may have to have a conversation about this, mm-hmm. um, if he recognized me that day in the parking lot of James Fowler High School, uh, uh, um, and um, I, we'll have I, to look into it. I, I don't know. Best. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking anything of it, you know, because you know, uh, uh, I don't know if you have the video on or anything. But if you, I do. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, as, as you can tell, um, I have a bit of a I have a bit of a tan, right? Um, so um, you know, you see this, this, this. Yes. You go to the school that you don't go, you know, normally go to, um, as, as a, I'll say it, as a white guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, this black guy is shouting your name and waving, <laughs> like, he, like he hasn't seen you forever, and well, yeah. it was just the case. And yeah. I'm sure that he, he just turned around and just like, oh, who the hell is this guy? And it was like, it was me. I was just saying, hey, you're on your way, and I didn't want to keep you. Plus, I had math period next, so, uh, so we'll just, have to find out. We'll have we'll to have find to. out if if Scott can remember that precise <laughs> moment, if he remembers it as much as you do after all these years. Oh man. Well, let's get to so that's it so we've laid the foundation here like this is this is uh kind of what would have followed like uh, i mean it's interesting that the the show i found closest to that date Mm. online was is a tsn show because which tsn looks like they had a 90 minute show as opposed to what we were getting at the time so we got a few bit more or a few more cards of what would have aired around that time this is from around that that weekend of uh june 24th 1989 we open with uh our beloved Ed Whalen uh, with a great oh, opening and Bulldog Bob that, Brown man. and Bulldog Bob Brown. Ed, but let's get bless it. Him. Ed, Ed Whalen. Ed Whalen <laughs> is uh, an institution in Calgary. I, we've I've spoken about him before and uh, not, maybe not in this podcast, but in other ones um, where the, where the flames play, there's a bro- bo- uh, broadcast booth booth named after him. That's right. After he um, passed. Yep. Um, just, yeah, called Flames Games and called wrestling all our life. Hearing him is like a warm blanket to me. Right. You know what I mean? I know in, in, uh, in, in like a wrestling aficionado and historian circles, he's, he's not really looked uh, upon fondly. Uh, people don't like how he. Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing this. Like, what? It's like kind of like somebody talking crap about your grandpa. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, how yeah, dare you? These are fighting words. I have to cut you now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they don't. They don't like how he doesn't put over um, heels. Like he'll always be like, "Shut up, shut right. up." <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, and uh, he is also known as being responsible for, um, which is the big general complaint of uh people who didn't grow up in calgary about stampede wrestling footage is how clipped it is and how edited how edited it is and there's a lot of kind of pros and cons and reasons for that that you can kind of maybe defend or not defend him on that but that's the general thing with ed whalen and it's like again for people who didn't just grow up with hearing that voice i can i can i guess i can see their point you know what i mean yeah, uh, Ed Whalen. You, as you said, he, he was an institution. Um, you see myself. Uh, I'm not Catholic, but I cross myself just yeah. because he's he's pretty much a saint. Anybody that uh, that came up in the '80s and the '90s, and you talk about uh, Ed Whalen, uh, everybody just kind of says something. He's like the guy who did the Flames games and Stampede Wrestling. He's like, you betcha. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's perfect. 
right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. got their faults, and uh, uh, he did have a certain way of uh, putting over the faces, but um, just uh, minimizing the heels to the mm-hmm. point where he actually would uh, <laughs> would want to go fisticuffs uh, with know, Bulldog Bob Brown. But there's one thing that I I, I want to defend uh, about uh, about uh, Saint Eddie. Um, he um, he he made you believe that wrestling was real. Yep, yep. Made, yeah, go on. Especially when anytime there's a, like a, a a moment of like real emotion, like that's mm-hmm. when it would really take. And I think it's kind of similar to just the general issue people have with Jim Ross now. Yeah, is that he's still. Boy, when he's when he's on, he's on. But when he's like, tune in for WWE Dynamite, you know, the last thing he says, and it's like, ooh, that's the last. That's your go home. Image. That's your go home. Yeah, come on, it's AEW. Come yeah, on now. Yeah. So little things like that, I get it. But uh, uh, it's still. Um, and for me, as I'm watching this, there's, I think there were like legit ups and downs and some stuff like what. And mm-hmm. I think like, uh, I think for YMT listeners last, I appreciate your patience of the last, the sitting with us for the, the length of my last two episodes. I, I, there's no way we're going three hours on, on these two things. I mean, we can go a little longer than we, than Ken, Ken told me we had a shorter time. We've got a little bit more time here, but, um, I, uh, I think we can, um, yeah, kind of get to the the heart of things here, uh, kind of as we go here, um, um, and I think uh, <clears throat> yeah, as we go, we'll see uh, along the. Oh, I, what I'm gonna what I meant to say was I didn't want to put in any um, drops uh, last uh, uh, episode. I, I or last two episodes, and I threw in just a couple. This one, I think there's so many um, that I may find time uh, when the time comes as we go through this. So, yeah, and we'll talk about more about Bulldog Bob Brown as we go, because he, like, I mean, we'll talk about our favorites as uh, in this particular episode, but um, early, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, Bulldog Bob Brown. Um, Oh, we should also, Jim Davies is there as well. Like, he's the other guy who is all the, like, the Calgary Sun kind of weird-looking dweebazoid. Anyway. (laughs) It was that. Yeah. It was because of the hat. Yeah. Our first match is Johnny Smith versus Kenny Johnson. Johnny Smith, I remember him being around a lot when we were kids. I always thought he was legitimately... Uh, Davy Boy's brother, but I guess that was just a work. No, um, I think that he was actually uh, related to the Dynamite Kid. Oh yeah, uh, I think that they they were cousins, if I remember correctly. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, as uh, as the British Bruiser, um, right. he was uh, someone who you believed as a tough guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just remember watching that match because I I watched it before we chatted, and I remember that match. I felt like that match went longer than it actually did. Yeah, I know it said four minutes. That's what that's what uh, what Eddie said at the end. It felt a lot longer than four minutes. Mm-hmm. It was an extended. Okay, so here's the thing about what really separated or what I remember separating Stampede from the Maple Leaf Wrestling when we would watch it is Stampede. You'd see a lot more competitive matches when we'd only get to see the squashes in Maple Leaf kind of thing and stuff. This Stampede. Lots of squashes. Even this match that went on for like it felt longer than four minutes. But Johnny's ah four Eddie four minutes exactly. Um, uh, after after Johnny finishes with a like a Jake Hager like uh, splash off the top rope for the win, which is I guess a high spot at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, it was just Johnny generally dominating this Kenny Johnson character, who I believe. I, me and uh, my buddy Kelly and a couple other friends later saw at um, 
uh, Rocky Mountain Wrestling, which had a lot of uh, Stampede. Oh. Uh, um, <clears throat> it was a, a short-lived uh, thing. It was out at the Victoria, not Pavilion, Victoria Community Center. Um, it had, like, I remember Jason the Terrible was there. Beef Wellington was there. But, dude, I, I got to see Lance Storm there. And oh yeah, got to see Chris Jericho there, which was crazy. And he stuck out like a sore thumb, let me tell you what, in the best possible way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but that was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing Kenny Johnson there. And I remember he was kind of on, I guess you could tell he was kind of on his way down. But, um, yeah, uh, pretty straightforward match. As you said, felt longer than it, than it was reported to have la lasted. Um, and unclipped. That's the other thing about... So this show, um, for these episodes, or for these matches, uh, none of these matches were clipped today. Like something that, that uh, Stampede is known for. Um, yeah, so Johnny Smith gives a promo. It was not bad. And this is why I, I, it's interesting you mentioned that Like I didn't know about that uh, he's related to dynamite. And I wrote down, he's got lots of dynamite in him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it calls out Davy boy, his, uh, quote brother. Yeah. Uh, so that was good that they, you know, they're, they're laying seed, they're planting seeds earlier. And there's a whole bunch of promos that, that kind of follow here. You got Ron Ritchie, uh, who's, who's yeah, not much on the mic, not much to get you excited about. No. Followed up by Len Crazy Blood, who again, same sort of energy, but he's, he's nice. And he's calling out, he's calling the indigenous folks to come to the shows. I thought that was a, a nice touch. I remember hearing that every once in a while on uh, when we'd watch. Yeah. Uh, the third promo, uh, this is where things start to pick up. The Angel of Death. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he's calling out uh, Jason. This bald-headed brother, I tell you. What do you mm -hmm. think of this guy? Oh gosh, oh. He he believed his gimmick. He really did. He did, he, he did. He really played up the heel so well. Uh, yeah. I was uh, impressed, I was impressed. Oh yeah, I mean, I, to, I, if I he wrestled like I've seen today, him before. Yeah. Well, you know what, he kind of looked like, um, what was his name? Um, uh, I, no, he, he looked like I think it was just the same look, you know, the the bald head, the the the, the big eyes. He might have put a little bit of makeup underneath that just mm. kind of made him look really scary. Yeah. Um, but um, I think somebody else that was in the uh, in the territories uh, uh, back in the day, like um, bordering into the Jim Crockett promotions, look like I can't place the name. Something Hart. Uh, uh, Gary Hart. Gary Hart. Totally. Wow. Yeah, he's like a yeah. tall, skinny. Or no, but, no, I wouldn't say skinny because he's kind of still imposing. He's a, a big mm. guy. Oh yeah. He's a, uh, uh, looking Gary Hart type. Yeah, Angel. Of yeah. Death. Very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He even and... kind of talk like him. He had some of the same cadences, I noticed, mm -hmm. too. You've got a look of incredible determination, uh, yet I see you uh, near the dressing room and you're meditating and you're muttering a lot. I, I, have you, you got a problem? You're darn right I got a problem. I am a great big man with a great big problem. And I'll tell you what that problem is. You see, I've been watching tapes of this guy, this Jason the Terrible. I've been watching tapes, and you beat on this guy, you beat on him, you beat on him, you beat on him. Just when you think you got him down, he sits up. So he's darn right I got a problem. I am facing a man who has the brain power of a houseplant. Now he's got himself this little toadstool. He's like a little, uh, a little monkey on a banana tree who calls himself his manager, Shivago. Hey, that guy's along for a free ride. If I've ever seen a phony, that's a phony. You can take my word on that. Yeah, you're very right. You're, yeah. you're very right. And I just like the mechanics of how he uh, how he worked as he was wrestling. Who was he wrestling? Uh, well, okay. So there's a, he's calling out Jason, right? He's calling out Jason the Terrible, who's babyface oh, yeah. at this time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but then who comes down to as, as like Jason's mouthpiece for some reason? But it's Doctor Drago Javago. Oh, Can you remember this guy? Oh gosh, I think that they they gave him this name so that um, it would just grab everyone's attention. So Doctor <laughs> Doctor Javago comes running down. <laughs> we have a confrontation. Yeah, and... he shows up and he's just talking trash. He's okay, so I should explain this, Doctor Shivago. Right? He's just like this red-haired, easily the skinniest worker we've seen so far, <laughs> just in red long, long pants. I remember him. I can remember him being around, but never being anyone to 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 be concerned about. <laughs> he's just yeah. there, which is kind of a shame because he doesn't look that bad. You know, I know he, he he doesn't have the million dollar uh, body like uh, like uh, the like Dynamite Kid, but right. you. He look. He looks like one of those journeymen that would be able to take him to the distance, mm-hmm. or something, you know? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like an important. Uh, uh, I guess he was an important part of whatever they were doing. If he was always, if he was coming out to do what he did, because he comes out and he's just talking trash to, like, uh, and he says he's representing Jason, which was so weird. I just thought it was hilarious, and this turns into a match because. Uh, he he swings the first punch at uh, at Angel of Death, thinking he's mm-hmm. going to get one in on him. But then, yeah, it is just an extended squash here. Um, um, we should mention uh, referee Jurgen Herman is refing. Gosh, that, this this bless him, this freaking guy. Yeah. Oh my. Jurgen he Herman. Oh, he was a character for himself, wasn't he? I, he I don't was. Think ever co- covered him during your uh, episodes, but he he was this kind of referee that. Every time he would be in there, you knew that something bad was going to happen. He'd pull yeah. out his yellow cards and right. then pull out his red cards. It's like, who does and that? Miss, and like, like one one trope that he would do all the time that would drive mm-hmm. me nuts is he would always, he would miss the babyface legal tag mm-hmm. and then send the guy back. But then when he's doing that, the the, the heels would get in a, a non-tag and switch out. And mm-hmm. he wouldn't he wouldn't tell them to, to switch it back. It would just oh, drive me nuts. It would drive I'm... me nuts. Blind in both eyes, yeah. even on the in, on a best day, <clears throat> and he was always blowing a whistle. So, like, there are some refs who, yeah. well, what do you think? Post, like, after when oh. it's all said and done, from what you remember from it, was he better for the product, or did he did he hurt it? I think he added to the product because he was just the, the one guy that you would just kind of roll your eyes at. Just like, yeah, oh, this guy, you're never you're never going to get a a straight match uh, from this guy. It was like it was kind of like um, years down the road where you remember the NWO and and in, in WCW. Yeah, uh, where you had um, oh gosh, I, I almost who was it. Uh, I forget. I forget his name. Nick he, Patrick was he? Nick the, Patrick. That's who they got. You, yes. Yeah, where he would always. Uh, he, he was the NWO referee, oh, ref, and yeah, even yeah. before he was uh, got the NWO contract, mm-hmm. he would always. You could always tell he had a certain way of counting and a certain way that uh, he would officiate that just got on my last nerves. Yeah. And you would watch just. Uh, you'd watch expecting to see a great match between two mm-hmm. two titans, and then they put this referee on. It's just like oh crap. And it's anybody's game now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your so government was like that too. Yeah, I, I think in 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 Stampede, it just became like it's part of the par for the course. It's part of the territory. If you're a baby face and you're in a match that Herman's uh, refing, that means yeah. you got to beat two people. You got to beat your opponent, and you got to beat exactly the, the right, exactly right. right? And mm-hmm. he never really went into business for himself or tried to make it himself a character in a way that hind- that in a way that I can remember that would have 
hurt the the actual storytelling they were trying right. to do um because because like uh, i think that there, there's examples of when this can be good and when it can be bad um my buddy uh johnny from my, my other podcast gideon guys you know i do mystery titan theater with uh used to do world class or world cast with other friend kelly on world class and david manning is uh one of the worst examples of a referee who becomes too much of a character and eventually starts to be like standing up to the wrestlers and stuff like that you know what oh I mean? yeah yeah and but and i would say also to that like i think a, a, a modern day uh figure who's uh kind of a little polarizing is somebody like aubrey edwards uh, I got to yeah. see her when I remember when I got to see her because she comes out of Pacific Northwest, right? I got to see her live oh, at, a, at a local show oh. and it was just like, it was a revelation. I've said this before about like, just why I'm like, how good is this, this ref, you guys? Holy shit. Like, I know, right? Uh, yeah, right. And at that time. And, but since then, like I've had, I've heard for a lot of people who say, yes, and still love her. And she does a lot of great stuff behind the scenes and whatever. She seems like an awesome person, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. Um, but, uh, some to some people, her shtick is, uh, wearing pretty thin and I can get that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, you, you take him, you take him, uh, those, those kinds of referees in, uh, in just a small serving. So you, you remember, um, RVD had that, uh, one referee back in the ECW days by the name of, uh, uh Bill Alfonso yes. and, um, his gimmick was to call it right down the middle, but like Jurgen Herman, sometimes he wouldn't get it right. Right. And that was on purpose. Interesting. He cool. added, I think that Herman really did add to uh, this product uh, yeah. um, in his own sort of unique way. Yeah. He didn't go over the top and uh, go into businesses for himself, as you uh, as you alluded to before. But he, he just because of his presence, he was a guy that had a whistle. Nobody in <laughs> professional wrestling carries a whistle or blows a whistle. So what the annoying. heck? Why? Why would you do that? And, and then pull out a, uh, I mean, Canada's lady this weekend, the uh, Canadian, uh, the Canadian Olympic team won the gold medal for uh, soccer. Uh, football, football. Let's call it football it, now. It's, yeah, oh, football. Sorry, yeah, footy. Uh, so <laughs> they, you know, so what? Jurgen Herman would fit in fine in yes. that arena because yes. he'd be pulling out yellow cards and red cards, red cards left right and center you don't do that in pro wrestling mm-hmm. and so you just kind of look at this guy and it's just like are who trained you but it's part of the deal what are you gonna do deal yeah you know what if you just if you end up losing the north american championship just because of this schmuck uh you know <laughs> it just makes you knew what you signed better. up for read the fine print charlie <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is why I wanted to throw in a couple uh, good drops here about uh, the way because uh, it's another squash from uh, obviously Angel of Death on uh, Doctor Zhivago here, and Eddie says he's in a woo land or something like that. Weirdsville. I don't he even know. He says some weird things. He That's does. Okay. Between Jason the Terrible and all of the talk about the zodiac i'm beginning to think we're getting close to woo woo land here i don't woo woo land weirdsville that's our eddie yeah but uh angel of death finishes with a, a pile driver and then uh the, the squash finishes with just like a, a claw to the face like a von eric mm-hmm. style Yep. And uh, he won't let go. And uh, again, here the, another good line from uh, I think he's referring to Doctor Zhivago being uh, he's Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. He's gone. He's Gonzo. 
However, the angel does not want to quit. Jurgen Herman is begging him to quit. But Javago's selling it. Like, this is great. This just shows you Javago's plan or whatever the heck he was trying to do. I don't know if, if you wanted to be, like, kind of convulsing under a cloth. This was, like, your end game. Yeah, you saw that, too. <laughs> yes. You know, where he was just sitting there just uh, uh, just quivering, eh? like he was having a seizure. Really funny. And eventually, Jason enters and, and scares off Angel of Death, who comes back and isn't, like, isn't really showing. Because there was, like, I was watching some earlier, for a Mystery Titan Theater, when we did a... a uh, Barry O tribute. Uh, I encourage uh, everyone to go out and uh, uh, seek that one down. We had to cut out uh, the last thirty minutes. I got in trouble from the the PWG folks or the high spots people because I included oh. I included his like last appearance. It's this Legends Battle Royal oh. with, with him and a bunch of other people. It's really something to see. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, he uh, that was you know 87 when the zodiac and barry o was around there here and and jason was being booked like a monster right like someone who just said everyone was petrified i remember only owen was the one who could stand up to him uh at a for a time but here yeah. you've got he's definitely you can tell that they've had to kind of take him down a couple notches because you've got the angel of death kind of trading blows with him here to kind of uh, blow off on or build up to whatever is going to be their feud um, at least that was my impression. Did, did Jason seem a little weaker here than what you remember him as? It was really weird to see Jason take the knee uh, to uh, uh, to the Angel of Death here because mm -hmm. before he was, like you said, he was a monster. No one could beat him. I mean, um, some I, I remember even watching a match where some fool tried to headbutt him, and um, yes. you know, wearing a hockey mask. Yes. Obviously, you know, you'd you, you'd crumble under that. Jason is terrible, and uh, you know, for Friday Thirteenth uh, fame, he, exactly. he is the he's the kind of guy that uh, you don't want to meet in a dark alley unless he's on your side yeah <laughs> um but then just to see this guy uh, be put over uh, yeah. you know be, you i mean know, it is by the the, the strong and tall gary hart so but like uh yeah. to, to his credit but yeah he's definitely uh he's not uh, if he had a power meter in a video game it doesn't have the same uh doesn't have the same uh, build up yeah, as it did before. That was really inconsistent because yeah. there was a time where he was uh, feuding with guys like uh, Steven Stranger, DeSalvo, and mm -hmm. a bunch of other uh, guys where you could dudes, not yeah. move. You could yeah. not move this guy even if you had three people. That's true. That's true. Well, it just shows yeah. you the way these characters evolve, <laughs> especially when you when they turn them into baby faces. Right, you have to find yeah. ways to make them look weak. So yeah, I guess it's just Bruce. Uh, this is Bruce Harda is booking at this time, I assume. Um uh and uh you know probably didn't have many options or at least he could probably couldn't think of any anyways so no. but we'll, we'll move on for that to our third match was goldie rogers versus davy boy smith who is in oh. the territory at this time yeah. um goldie rogers i remember him being just like yeah that kind of plug similar to J Javago. Mm -hmm. um but davy boy in town yeah i remember when he was here i remember this this time period of course because it's a big deal he still looks like he stands out here he still looks like a star he still looks big mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um there's another ref here i don't remember david putnam but uh is a, that name's familiar yeah yeah somewhat yeah uh there's a press slam and goldie kind of falls out into like that kind of powered slam for the win so another another squash. This is what I'm saying. Usually we get competitive matches, but we had three squashes here so far, Ken. That's yeah. 
there obviously was an agenda. Bruce had uh, Bruce had an agenda with uh, pushing some of the uh, the storylines for uh, these guys. Yeah. We weren't really watching these matches uh, for the sake of the matches. We were building up to something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a there's a method to the madness for sure. I'm just saying it Indeed. was it's different to to I don't remember most Stampede shows being like this or being structured this way. Um, so. Davy picks a fight with uh, with Bulldog Bob Brown. I remember on the way out, and Bulldog just decides, "All right, I'm gonna leave," and he just leaves. <laughs> oh, I would encourage if anyone can find this particular uh, episode on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, I'll include I, a link. Yeah, I'll include a link to it. Watch sure. this particular that, that particular uh, exchange between Bulldog Bob Brown <laughs> this old, and this older uh, guy. Yeah, around the around the 19 minute mark. Yeah. Um, these these guys just get into it and uh, the way that it ends it was just like oh i did not expect that no nope. <laughs> <laughs> i was left laughing no spoilers yeah, but me uh, too, me uh, but too. um you, you know that just uh, it just furthered the the feud and uh, like like we said before obviously there's there's more coming and mm-hmm. it makes you want to see more so mm-hmm. that because, was the... because in the next promo here davy boy gives a promo and it feels it feels more like a promo than what we'd seen before like just mm-hmm. uh, just your stand like this guy as you can tell he's he's been doing this for a while and had to oh, yeah. had to cut some of those uh like uh the ads for shows and say baltimore <laughs> More than uh, than some of these other uh, guys would have had to, and he talks about the contract signing mm-hmm. uh, from week before a while before for the dog fight of the decade, which was oh, going to be their man. super show at the corral. And I don't remember hearing about this at all. But dude, I love that name. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. I'll tell you what I don't like is that we didn't know about this at the time because we should have been getting tickets. To go oh. see the bulldogs explode. <laughs> forget about the mega powers. Don't forget, we were in grade six at the time, so we right. would have had to gone with our uh, parents or older uh, cousins. Something for like one, that. Yeah. And, uh, and two, it was the end of the year. We were just getting our final examinations right. Uh, um, right. in. So there are yeah. other things to, for us to focus and on. I was, than I was starting to find an interest in the opposite sex as well. <laughs> things, things were starting to change everywhere. Oh, my that's um, another conversation we're gonna have to have <laughs> i have to take that one offline <laughs> but so this feud though man i remember that yeah this is where this is where this breakup happened or if there there was no real that i know of happening anywhere else where the bulldogs had an extended feud against each other um and this is yeah post dynamite uh, back injury so he's not going to be tiger mask uh trilogy here or whatever but we'll get to his match later. But it's still, like, I wonder what kind of reputation this feud has. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I don't. You don't hear people talk about it at all. No, between it was a dynamite, not dynamite, but it was a Davy and uh, and Johnny because. Uh, from what I remember, they were like they were they were billed as cousins, and because yes. they because both of them were British, so oh, so they obviously know each other. They're obviously related because you're both British, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
sure. Okay, we'll just go with that. This is the same era where um, if uh, you, if you're a Russian, you were a uh, you 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 were a Lithuanian. Automatically. Yeah, Lithuanian. Uh, yeah. The next week, or yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, what um, <laughs> he's like these guys were these, these guys were, tw- were were twinning. These were the the greatest. Uh, and in real life, they probably hated each they, they hated each other because mm. uh, and uh, that's another story all to itself. Right. But uh, they were they were inseparable, and then all of a sudden they go their separate ways and uh, uh, the British it, it, it was always it was always for me it was always a, a good fight that always and there was never really a clear winner yeah there was yeah. never really a clear winner John the, David Boy Smith was always this uh, the, this massive powerhouse that could always handle himself but so could Johnny Smith and mm-hmm. you know uh, you knew you had to have some sort of uh, rubber match some sort of tie break between the two of them right. a regular match wasn't going to do so this uh, uh, this dog collar match I want to find it I know I, I, ch- I want to find be it fun. I might look I might not reach out to um uh, sometimes uh, we'll chat uh, via social media to Heath McCoy, the uh, writer of uh, uh, Pain and the Passion, I believe it's called, uh, The History of Stampede Wrestling. Um, and he's written for uh, The Herald as well. He's an awesome What's guy. Heath? He- Heath McCoy. McCoy, okay. Yeah. Oh, but dude, that History of Stampede Wrestling is great. It's so mm. good, man. It's so good. Um. Anyways, uh, at the end of Davey Boy's uh, promo here, he puts over a Sweet 16 ice cream stand in Calgary. I was going to ask you, do you know where this is? Like, I think he gave us it where it was. Dynamite kid, I've been training seven days a week at BJ's gym. I've been training so hard, Jim Davis. Tomorrow, day, tomorrow, I might even take a day off and go and get myself a big ice cream cone at BJ's Sweet 16 ice cream stand. Well, you deserve an ice cream cone. Okay, Davey Boy Smith. We're all looking forward to the dog fight of the decade. Does it I don't. still exist? Like, I don't does, know. It, does it still exist today? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I thought you might know I, off the top. I know that BG's gym, because all these all these big guys always used to hang out at, at uh, BG, BJ's gym. Yeah. Um, and um, um, so plugging that in, I'm sure that that was just for the local audience uh, mm-hmm. to uh, say, you know what, uh, this is this before we had Cochrane. Ice cream here in Calgary. We um, uh, there's a, a small town, not uh, just east suburb, west of yeah, us. Yeah, basically. Yeah, suburb right. was called. Yeah, yeah where we're uh, everybody. You get the best ice cream out there. I think it was before that ice cream stand was uh, uh, made its notoriety that. Um, he, he was, Davey you know, boy like, had to give oh, over of the sweet 16 yeah yeah I mean, and i think because of the fact that they're all family too you know you sure. really want to support Probably the family knew product somebody. yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so go get your ice cream um, <laughs> afterwards yeah. get yourself a treat yeah. uh so that, that was a funny promo that's there. funny yeah and i love and that's classic calgary promo especially even like for stuff i'd noticed in the stuff that i've looked at before is they, they always throw in these and i'm sure it's like that when some of these other territories too is it starts to feel a little small town like you expect them yeah. if your lights are on like in the middle of like the tv uh the tv show anyways um the, the second promo oh yes ed, let's talk about this is ed uh is uh, who's he's on his way out He's got. I gotta. I'm sorry. I gotta hop on a plane. To, I can't remember. Yeah. Can you remember where he was going? It was either Victoria or Vancouver. Right? Yeah, somewhere. I, like so. I guess he's probably calling the Canucks game or, or Canucks Flames game. That was my guess or something like that. Most but it's hilarious that that it, like it's part of the show. So I'm gonna hand it off to you, Toe, or hand it off to to, to Bulldog and Davies here, and yeah. uh, but uh, Bulldog is out there with Carrie Brown as well. 
Yeah. Uh, who, who's his son? Um, his son. It was actually his nephew. You're right in real life. Okay. In real um, life. And they are currently the the tag champs, the which is so funny. So here's where oh, this promo is. Here's brilliant. where both. Yes, it's hilarious. Oh my Kerry Brown, by the way, is awesome. Kerry Brown is really good. Like he always stands out. He's done a lot of shoot interviews about uh, Stampede that I recommend everybody kind of kind of seek out. Um, uh, and. So, so he's like, uh, champs with his, yeah, I've, I've had his dad in question marks. I thought you would know there for sure. Um, he, I've noticed Bob's really getting physical with Ed here. Like, don't worry, don't worry about it, pal. Just kind of patting him on the shoulder. And it's just like, <laughs> back off. And like, he looks like he's, he's like, he's kind of shoot hot for a second there with, uh, with Bulldog. Like where he almost kind of wants to swing at him. All right. Well, you seem to get a little annoyed by the fans here. Ed, I do not listen to these illiterate morons. For the simple reason, every one of them in this audience probably got a hamster and a wheel up there for a brain. But let me tell you one thing. Going back through the generations, there's only been one other father and son tag team duo, and that was Larry Henning and Kurt Henning. And now we are going to carry on the father and son duo for as long as it takes before you realize that it is an honor and privilege for you to stand sure. in our company, yeah. Ed. And don't you and, forget us. Ed, we don't love you, Ed. We love you. I don't yeah. need the big embrace, okay? Well, you do like us. Yeah, sure. I'm crazy. You go to bed I'm and absolutely crazy you about so? you. Hey, I the just... Show. Hey, don't... Yeah, don't raise your hand to him, Alan. The show resumes in just a moment. Any truth to the rumor you're getting Get both out of there. Forget it. Bob Brown tattooed on my arm. Well, I really, yeah. really made the me tension laugh. between these two was just so palpable. They, <laughs> they always, they worked so well together as, yep. uh, as opposites. Um, yeah. And the whole thing is that uh, it, it was like a comedy act. Uh, poor Ed was, uh, it was the straight man. He would yes. be the guy who would uh, just, uh, this is how it is, and uh, <laughs> I don't like you. And, yep. uh, and, and Bulldog was completely oblivious to it. He was just yeah. like, oh, no, we're friends. This is great. We're wonderful. And just... you know what? I and he would and he would pump up a guy up. He would pump a guy up, and then he would just knock you down, and then just take off. Yeah, just like this so guy. Buddy, so oh my! Buddy. He, he, he Bulldog was... Bob Brown. Here's where he's starting to real kind of really kind of shine to me in this mm-hmm. in this episode because like it's great that we that we uh, it's it's a shame that Eddie had to leave uh, uh, kind of in the middle of the show here or like mm-hmm. nearly uh, two thirds of the way through the show. But boy, this bulldog take that ball and run with it from this oh, point on. Oh my word! So many different ways. Mm. Um, so we'll get to the, this fourth match is uh, the White Knights versus Sumo Hara and Len Crazy Horse. I was trying mm. to do a quick search on the White Knights. They look like they must have come from somewhere else. They mentioned like I think Georgia and the promo. Afterwards. Atlanta. They're from Atlanta, yeah. apparently. And yeah. um, the uh, the sergeant, uh, sergeant or lieutenant, um, the 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 bald one i i forget his yes, name yes yes um um apparently he um went by a different name and um was a uh, lieutenant prominent. james earl wright is what e. right that's yeah. right yep and um i think that he actually was legitimately a uh, in corrections uh hmm. for a time at least um and um they, they they were impressive by by this, uh, uh, yeah. this standard as a I tag thought, team yeah they were impressive nice uh crisp execution things mm-hmm. like that uh sumohara had a bit of a house of fire that uh, that looked pretty good 
Yeah, but yeah. They, put the, they snuffed that out pretty quickly when he got the fact he got that hot tag, you yep. know. Yep. Um, yeah. Which was, which I mean, was, again, which this was a shame. Yeah, but because again, this is just there to put over the white knights. Um, but mm. they, I noticed, I, I laughed out loud a couple times at they cut to women in the crowd, uh, especially early on here, who are just bored out of their skulls <laughs> like oh, and they man. stay on them yeah. for a good six or seven seconds like couldn't you find somebody else <laughs> and they cut to the same woman at the beginning of this match that they do at the end of the match and it's and she still has the same expression like just, kind of, uh, disinterested yeah. it's not at least you could have picked someone to make it look like you won them over you know what i mean but I, see how they move to the kids or something. Yeah, they're just happy to be there. Yeah. Oh, too bad. Yeah. So, so they cut to the ring uh, afterwards uh, for the promo where Bob's in there instead of Eddie, who'd usually been doing, it. and he's just hilarious because he's got like just a bunch of papers. On. Okay, so tell me, uh, what's your story with you guys? I've watched you as a team for the last two weeks, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, Sergeant James Earl Wright. That's Lieutenant. Hey, lieutenant, lieutenant for you not Sergeant. I'm a lieutenant. Excuse me. That's I, right. Accept my apology. I didn't mean to do it. Lieutenant. Lieutenant. This He's is you a guys. Sergeant. Sergeant. Lieutenant. Get your stuff Get straight Sergeant Lieutenant. Would you accept my apology? I'm Maybe on your you side. Write it down on slip of paper, I might. Okay. You guys look very, very impressive the last couple weeks. Oh, <laughs> I think one thing that we need to also uh, touch on then this is that he couldn't get their names right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's just like, oh, you're the lieutenant, you're the sergeant. Oh, I'm the lieutenant, you're the sergeant. You're the sergeant? No, yeah. I'm the sergeant. Oh, you're the, Dude, you're the lieutenant. Oh, Bulldog. Was, oh, it's a pleasure watching this man work. Yeah, yeah. Bulldog it really, rocks. it really was. So yeah, so they wrap up this promo. I want to get the next one from Lethal Larry Cameron. Talk to uh, me about Lethal Larry Cameron. Rocking a strap. He's he's so he's their their champ at this time, the North American heavyweight champ. Uh, great look. I will always associate those whenever I see those shades anywhere else. I would always think of Lethal Larry Cameron. This and guy, the do rag. And the do rag. And the do rag. Yeah. If you look closely at those shades, there's something moving back and forth on it. It kind yeah. of looks like that. Uh, you remember GI Joe, one of the uh, Cobra Vipers or something like that, sure. that had uh, had some words going across his uh, right, right, or like you'd see it on like Daft Punk every once in a while. They would go. There across we go. It. Or I was going to think like more of the era, like. It's like uh, uh, the front of Kit, uh, Knight Rider, the same like red lights that go back and forth. Good reference. Good yeah, reference. Yeah. For anybody who has no idea who we're, what we're talking about, you're probably too young. Yeah. <laughs> Knight Riders, I just saw a tweet today about how Knight Rider has been rebooted a thousand times and now it's due for another one. So oh, uh, so I think more people brilliant. know about Knight Rider. And that and yeah, uh, that uh, theme music has been sampled multiple times, right? Mm -hmm. Not just Wyclef. There were some other uh, uh, artists who, who did as well. Um, so, uh, uh, really good, really good promo, maybe best promo of the night. I'd say even better than, uh, Davey boy. Uh, this mm -hmm. guy is a long time pro, but he's, uh, more energy for sure. It, it required more energy. Um, he keeps, well, if you're the world's greatest athlete, yep. you, oh, sorry, world's greatest athlete. Yep. He always uh, pronounced it that right, way. Right. The world's greatest athlete, you have to come with a thunder and he really had enough thunder to, uh, hold on to the strap. Yeah, yeah. He is awesome. And he's calling out Ricky Rice, a guy I, I couldn't remember at all. Uh, we, we see him a little later. He says that how he had put Ricky in the hospital. At the beginning of this, I wasn't sure if Larry was a baby face or a heel. But at that point, I'm kind of like, oh, no, he's just talking tough because like he's he's going to F you up. He's going to mess yep. everybody up uh, and has and will continue to do so. So I think um, 
And then finally at the end, he's kind of, he tells JD that he's a little sick of him, Jim Davies too. He's like, you're kind of bothering me as well. It just kind of hit, hits the road. It's just, yeah. it was awesome. You know, Jim Davies, you know, I'm about fed up in here with that Ricky Rice mumbo jumbo. Ricky Rice, the contract has been signed. Your name is on the dotted line. And now you is all mine. You run around here saying I'm annoying you. I'm scared to give you a taller shot. But Ricky Rice, you take a real good look at me. I fear no man. And Ricky Rice, as far as I'm concerned, you don't even mount to on the man list. You come up here, you don't even pronounce my name right. You got all the morons hollering Elsa Cameron. Ricky Rice, you know as well as I know that I am Lita Cameron. And I'm in the best shape of my life. I up my intensity, my training, my diet, my sleep, my rest. Ricky Rice, you are messing with a man that is possessed. This belt is mine, and there's no little snotty nose, blonde moron can even tempt to take away from me what I worked so hard for. I spent six months up in this God-forgetting. Seems like it ain't gonna never get summertime land, Jim Davis. And to let some stupid moron that I embarrassed in Chicago, that I cracked his neck, that I put out professional wrestling for six months, and I snuggle and I smile every time I thought about you taking your meal through a straw, Ricky Wright. But there's the old saying goes, that history has the way of repeating itself. And I promise you, when you step in the ring with me, history will repeat itself because I will finish you once and for all. And this time, it won't be only your neck that be cracking, Ricky Wright. It'll be every bone in your entire body. And damn Jim Davis, and I want all the rest of the morons out here to take a real good look at me. Look into these eyes. I am not playing, Ricky Rice. You have made one mistake. You had your chance. You had your chance to stay out of my past. But you decided to cross my path again. And I promise you, you can put your head between your legs and kiss your you-know-what goodbye because I promise you, I will destroy you. You talked about an old saying. You talked about history repeating itself. He talks about an old saying, too. Revenge is sweet. You, you know put what? him in the hospital, he wants revenge. You know, Jim Davis, if I didn't know no better, I would think that you was pulling for Ricky Wright. But you just like all the rest of these morons up here in this frozen ice land. Won't you try unthoughting your brain and take a real good look at me? I'm not playing fun and games. I'm not out here for my health. I'm out here to keep this belt, Ricky Wright, and I swear to the Almighty, if you step in the ring with me, I won't be responsible for what happened to you. And you can tell Ricky Rice and all the rest of you morons there. And you know, Jim Davis, I'm developing a real dislike for you too. Lovely. It was, uh, yeah, like, um, makes me want to dig into some more uh, Lethal Larry Cameron promos and matches. I'd like to oh, see um, yes. um, kind of how this uh, like title run went for him. Yeah, I think that he was an unsung hero within uh, Stampede Wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we talk about the uh, the hearts and how um, how great Owen Hart was as a North American champion. They should probably shine the light on Lethal Larry Cameron. I mean, there's a reason why um, why uh, Bruce and uh, Stu and the rest of the uh, the booking team 
gave uh, this guy the ball. And we yeah. see it a little bit in this promo and in the match uh, uh, to come, even though it wasn't the singles match, it was a tag team match, but the, he just moved and worked in such a way with uh, with his uh, team and against uh, the opposition that mm-hmm. uh, was uh, something that you could sit down and take notes with. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a fantastic competitor, God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, when did he pass away? Oh gosh, I th- uh, I think it was in the nineties. Uh, it was a it was a heart attack or something. Yeah, yeah. What d- did he go anywhere else? Do you know anything about uh, outside of? He, I think that he, if the sources that I remember can be trusted, he died in Germany uh, mm. in the middle of a match. Um, you know how Masawa um, died right. in the middle of the match. He, 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 I, I, I've always said this um, when within pre- professional wrestling, no one really truly retires. Yeah. With some people who are just in their blood so much until uh, the only way that you have to retire is what you have to take them out in the ring. Mm-hmm. The poor man passed away in a heart attack in the middle of a match wow. in Germany. Wow. And um, uh, oh, I chose you that he was still doing it. That yeah, he was. was yeah, kind yeah. of the Randy, yeah. the Ram Jam kind of story there. It, it, it was really sad. He, if he was born in, born in, born in the South in South in Southern United States, um, uh, went to college down there. Um, he played for, uh, played for the CFL in the and, CFL. Yeah. They mentioned yeah. that uh, later. They really put it over. Yeah, um, the, uh, that he he's great in football and um, as a linebacker. Yeah, um, and uh, then found his way uh, to the uh, Calgary uh, uh, dungeon and um, yeah. wound up as a wound up as a champion. But uh, mm-hmm. this, uh, yeah, I, I, this is somebody that I think would be worthy of um, having at least his own. Uh, his own episode as to uh, highlight some of the items of his career I that might be something that that's something that i would want uh i, I want to see and i'd listen to all right all right well, nudge good. nudge wink wink maybe i might uh maybe well maybe we might have to to re- get, get your back dial up the our the the old zoom thing with you again my friend and then make it i have exclusive. no problem doing yeah. that if and, we're and get my buddy i can this. see my buddy kelly getting on board with something like that maybe we could do an unsung just an unsung heroes of uh of stampede wrestling uh, larry cameron for sure at the top of that list uh, and we will see him again we will see him again here later so that leads us to our next the fifth match on the card dynamite kid versus ron ritchie um dynamite kid still hitting those nice snap suplexes even though this is um um you know after that back injury uh, and yep. the surgery right uh richie uh, gets a bit of a hope spot before we see some more of that classic uh, dynamite kid a second comeback from richie um, we're getting good commentary in this match, even though it's just Davies and Bulldog against. This guy is just jack of all trades, man. Yeah. You didn't expect to see Richie come back, did you, Bulldog? Well, I expected him because I've been watching him now for the four, last four or five months. He's a great man after seven or eight minutes. When you think he's done, he's just starting. Richie's a great competitor. And listen, even if he goes on to lose to the Dynamite Kid. There's certainly no disgrace in his part because Dynamite Kid has beaten them all. 
Jim Davies was good at what he did. I think he he also uh, did the uh, the Flames games from time to time. Uh, I no, I remember no? he wrote um, uh, page six. Yeah, I mean Davies is, ah. is good at it. like he would write a page that just a quick column in the Sun every whatever it was Sunday or something like this. But, I stand corrected. Uh, and he's good. Corrected. He's good in this. He's good in like he does stand like both of them sound good. But I'm really talking about Bulldog, who's out now all of a sudden like lead commentator. This guy who's had to be a, a jerk earlier and be a dink when he's uh fumbling over his uh you know notes with the 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 two white knights and stuff and now he's he's really adding to this which is a, a pretty good match between the two here yeah. um um but yeah so uh ron Ritchie hits a power slam because he's running with davy boy at this time so mm-hmm. that's a nice touch that he's using his thing goes to the top takes too long i remember i think that going to the top and taking too long is a trope that showed up way more in, in stampede than it than uh it doesn't in a lot of the other wrestling i've watched uh from yeah. the era uh or around this time then um but it, especially yeah. if you're a big guy yeah yeah um but in this case dynamite uh uh, gets him and, and body slams him off and hits his old uh, headbutt off the top for the win. Uh, yeah, this was the best match uh, for sure of the of the card at this point. Abdul Weasel, who I can't believe I haven't mentioned yet, uh, oh. Dynamite's manager, comes in with the massage afterwards. Uh, basically, um, of, uh, of the whole uh, the whole promotion, the guy that you just love to hate because not just because of the way he looked, but just the way that he uh, spoke. He yeah. was just he, he would just sneer at you, and uh, yeah. he came to ringside. He'd always point to get you, and uh, yeah. little, yeah. who, who is this little guy? Yeah, this little squirt, like uh, up in my grill, good stuff. Uh, so the promo dynamite kid, um, uh, I think he's uh, there with uh, bulldog. Um, talking about this program again um heated promo from dynamite kid because again it's like post-match really good stuff he reminds me uh, i've said this before somewhere dynamite kid as a hooligan or as a heel reminds me of like a soccer hooligan like you know you're getting you're getting a you're getting a glasgow kiss pretty soon if you if you get too close um uh was there anything so- like the short again handshake yeah yeah pretty much pretty much uh brown kisses his ass a lot all interview too i really like that this guy's just hitting all the right notes when he's called up on uh bulldog he's my mvp of this show for sure um because we haven't even got to to, to, uh, like his big moment which is coming up uh but gonna get a promo from uh davy boy uh benoit it's always interesting seeing him in footage uh and uh ricky rice um uh and who are talking about the six-man tag event um i did a bit of a search on ricky rice here uh do you yeah, know i'm um, fine i didn't i didn't know too much about this guy because he looked like a he looked like a million bucks this guy and he did uh, right he, he wasn't stood that out on the mic yeah no yeah he's he uh, he came off to me as somebody who had 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 done something somewhere else and, the, and they brought him in and that's mm. essentially what it uh, what it was uh, looks like so he's born originally in Minnesota so uh, started with Vern and AWA um, eventually uh, yeah he was involved in feuds with uh, the other bad company from AWA so speaking of more stampede and and uh-huh. um, uh, you know Calgary and uh, Minnesota connections um, <laughs> he wrestled as the unknown soldier a masked wrestler in military fatigues and then in 89 oh. yeah came over to, to stampede Um Looks like he, uh, yeah, he made several appearances in WWF as enhancement talent, as you can imagine. Uh, Ricky oh, Rice yeah. 
Ricky Rice sounds like somebody you'd see that font underneath. Like, oh my gosh, oh you. We'll talk about our our next show coming up here shortly. But yeah, he did that. I, I thought the exact same thing is that he looked like, uh, especially in this um atmosphere, this uh, this world, he looked uh, good. He looked really, really great. He actually towered over uh, David Boy Smith, if yep. I remember correctly. He yeah. was, uh, he was right. a big boy. And, yeah. um, not as, not as, uh, not as, the, hadn't met Dr. Zahorian yet. <laughs> not, <laughs> not on that diet quite yet, but but taller for sure. Um, so that leads us to, uh, what is the six-man tag main event? Big main uh, event. Yeah, Lethal Larry Cameron, Bulldog, Bulldog Bob, Bob Brown, Brown. Woo! And, uh, his, and Kerry Brown yep. versus Chris Benoit, Ricky Rice, and Davey Boy Smith. So if we have, as if Bob hasn't done enough for us tonight, had to take over because because I got I got other I got bigger fish to fry, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you really got to hand it to Bulldog Bob Brown. We can, this is this is the Bulldog Bob Brown love show. Um, yep. I, just taking it back to where he was doing the interview with the uh, with the uh, White Knights, um, and they were just talking about the White Knights were talking about how they wanted to come into the territory and become the tag team champions. Well, Bulldog Bob Brown was one half of the tag team champions, and he mentioned that in the middle of the conversation, and just the conversation started to shift. Right. (laughs) And they were just saying, well, you need to hit a gym or something. And uh, (laughs) it just gave him this, you know, a a comment like that, and it didn't really phase Bob Brown one bit, because honestly, it's not always the biggest and the strongest, but uh, the smartest, and he was definitely a ring general, as we see in this match for sure for sure it's uh those three against uh chris benoit ricky rice and davy boy smith uh i laughed out loud at at right the very beginning here larry seems Mm. to pop the other two because he kind of puts themselves in a little team huddle with their heads all together and starts starts going for whatever reason and you can tell they didn't know it was coming and and you can look at (laughs) look on carrie's face as he's laughing like what the hell are we doing what the hell are we doing (laughs) we're supposed to be the heels idiot so funny to me i can watch that part again and again um a nice bit of business between uh uh larry and um richie here um part because they're part of the the big uh card at the corral in a month they're really and there's i don't remember how often do you remember them building up towards uh, you know a, a super card i can't i can't I remember this yeah I, I don't remember that but now looking back in retrospect um it would make sense for these promotions to have one of big course. super card of right? course so, yeah, yeah yeah wcw had starcade and uh, right. wwf slash e had wrestlemania mm-hmm. so uh i remember even... reading about like them having like stampede super shows and stuff yeah. but 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 uh like this um, feels like this could have been something that could have at least been a, a quarterly event. You know, it's starting mm-hmm. to feel like it's something that they were uh, considering more. At least that's the impression I got. Um, yeah. Richie with some nice drop, or no, you know, not uh, Ricky Rice, Rice with some with, with some, some nice really drop nice drop there. picks. Mm-hmm. There's a Daddy's Boy chant from the crowd towards uh, Carrie Brown, which is nice. Uh, it was Daddy's girl for one time. Uh, oh yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Actually, sure, got to make weird. it even worse. Yep. Um, Bulldog is I've written down. He's the MVP of the night because he's just in there. Just so much stalling. Way too a little too much stalling at the beginning here. It's not quite what you get out of like a Macho Man match. Um, but uh, we eventually I I I I, mar- I marked out because Stu has joined uh, Jim Davies at, at commentary at ringside. team. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you go. And one of the first things he does is forget Ricky Rice's name. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Get you guys some drop kicks. Stu Hart, it seems like the team of Bulldog Bob Brown, Lethal Larry Cameron, and Kerry Brown don't want to fight. No, this young uh, Rich, Ricky Rice. Ricky Rice is giving them both, all, all three of them, all they can handle. He's pretty handy with the drop kicks, isn't he? He's got a great flying drop kick. Oh, ho, 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 ho. You gotta think. Uh, finally, Benoit and uh, and Carrie start working. More of Cameron. Uh, I like this. Cameron keeps tagging out whenever. Uh, yeah, it's whenever not uh, Richie. Whenever Ricky Rice goes in the ring, like he just doesn't wanna uh, kind of have to face him in like uh, person mano a mano, like fair circumstances. He's right. waiting for that right opportunity. Really nice bit of psychology and nice bit of storytelling here want to break a sweat yeah that's a classic heel tactic yeah and, uh, um ed uh or no Stu says something racist and i'm not sure i understand something about something somebody being indian or something i didn't really i i heard it but i didn't really catch it i just yeah yeah remember yeah. remember this is the 80s we yep, a lot of yep. a lot of things we winked at yep yep uh, i laughed out loud at bulldog never taking a bump for for most of this too by the way he, he does oh. take one later he does take one good bump here later because he's the man uh they put over here's where they put over cameron cfl career he says he's with ottawa and i can't remember where else bc lions yeah other uh, uh, bc um uh Benoit, we see, um, remember that old House of Fire. That I remember him again being one of my favorites at this time. Um, but Bob just tosses him over the top like it's no big deal. Again, another laugh out loud. The way this guy would just come in. <laughs> this match is too long, though. When I when I heard that yeah. this was the main event, I saw how much time was still left on the table. I'm like yeesh. Um, yeah. Eventually, one yellow card is given to the heels. Uh, Bob gets. Uh, body slammed off the top rope this is a good uh uh his one his one um bump davy yep. boy is finally tagged in so this is the second time davy boy had worked tonight he hit some strength spots uh um bulldog uh uh tags into the to the it leads into a schmoz it keeps keeps tagging yep. in to, to 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 turn out to break out the pin so he gets two yellow cards for that uh, but, um, Davy boy ho hoists Bob has him up like, uh, in that, uh, thing in the Browns, just kind of get out of there and leave to get counted out for the win. So that, that's fine with me too. Uh, we've had enough of this. This isn't going to go our way. Let's call it yeah. a night. Uh, that was good. Yeah. Stu's not happy about it. Hey, hey, come on. We should at least get some sort of uh, resolution here. I think that's disgusting. I don't like to see this thing finished and, uh, big Brown and, uh, big daddy Brown and his boy there. Well, I would have liked to have seen it finished, too. Um, first promo is uh, Carrie, uh, Larry, and Bob. So I think it's funny that they just all, like, walk to the dressing Carrie, room. Carrie, Larry, and Bob. It actually sounds like a, like, a, like a comedy trio. I know. I kind of like that. And it was when funny, I, too. When I wrote it down, Carrie, Larry, and Bob. And not the three characters. That when you have that in your head, it's not but thinking of what these three are going to look like. I think two of them look like what you might think. But it's been at the Larry. Mm -hmm. All three are, are really good here. Uh, Bob goes on on and on a bit though, because he's just starting to. Oh, I got that. Like I think he's getting the uh, stretch it out signal from Stu. <laughs> he's just got a boy. Name enough high river. All these other places they got to make these stops. Total up. filibuster. You got yep, it. Yep. Big time. Um, second promo is the lads. Uh, uh, Benoit, Davy Boy, and Ricky Rice. And uh, Davies actually has to do the signing off here today, and he does it with that uh, with that uh, the trademark. Um, in the meantime, and in between time, 
that's it. Another edition of Stampede Wrestling. Bye now. Bye now. And we'll be back with you next week. But in the meantime and in between time, that's it. Another edition of TSN Wrestling. Bye bye now. Yeah. Uh, so overall, oh. uh, looking back at this one, yeah, these matches are way too long. Match quality was not the best. With the uh, aside from what stood out to me, it was uh, uh, Dynamite versus Ron Ritchie. And that last match had some really great stuff in it, just just way too much. I think the uh, too long. Uh, yep, I think that giving them the ninety minutes on TSN was 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 may have been to the detriment. Like probably obviously gave these guys more airtime, and and we didn't get any of those clip matches. But now here, I think we should for those of you out there who had been uh, you know pissing on Eddie over the years, looks like he was doing a bit of a a, a, a service to us. Yeah. <laughs> Let the other guys take over, um, yeah. so that we can everybody can uh, flex their muscles yeah. uh, while he's doing double duty uh, for uh, TSN, not yeah. just having the wrestling snow show, but having to uh, fly and uh, call the uh, Canucks game. Call the Canucks Flames game, yeah. So um, uh, from there, we go to what would have been the Maple Leaf Wrestling on oh, on right. that, uh, which was uh, June twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, hang on a second. Yeah. Hang on a second. With with that. Um, for some reason, the link that you gave me mm-hmm. didn't work. Oh, so you weren't able to. I wasn't able to uh, to pre to uh, brief okay. this. All right, but but I'm pretty sure uh, as I talk you through this, you'll because uh, uh, we don't have to talk much about the the actual match qualities and things okay. like that. Uh, I think we can talk about. Um, um, well, well, that's a shame that, that you weren't able to watch. I still want to. I'll, I'll get it to you anyways, because uh, it's like again, uh, amazing donation from the um, the amazing Richard Land, wrestling historian um out there this is maple leaf wrestling or superstars of wrestling from june 24th 1989 from uh the, the dove county expo center in madison wisconsin we got jesse and vince uh commentating packed house it's weird to see just for a regular old something on tv a packed house uh at a great opening they tease a lot of wrestlers and the first match is demolition who are the tag champs at the uh, versus Chris Curtis yes. and Tom Stone, who I've shown you, but this is at least you've got to see the pictures. I took pictures of all the jobbers. Yeah. I sent you all the, are these guys. I sent you pictures of all the jobbers because, <laughs> oh man, we got a, a murderer's row of jobbers here tonight. Um, uh, the great mix of fans in the crowd here. Uh, um, a slickster with it. We got a, 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 a one of those oh insert promos with Slickster in the Twin Towers. You talk about a couple of guys problems dealing with reality is demolition to prove that look at it come up them ugly faces brother bring the spikes bring the letters we got the sticks and the cups and we'll see who is the best any painty face puffs we're gonna shatter your dreams when we take the world wrestling tag team belts from you uh a finkel voiceover of the shows in your area as this leads to the demolition uh, uh finisher what do you call that finisher um, um, I don't know. Yeah, but I you know remember. the one. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't I don't know yeah, if it had a where name. You bend one guy over the uh, over, over the, the knee, uh, yeah. knee, and then just drive oh, that elbow, elbow off right the top. Down. Yep. Yeah, he's like, you can't talk for a week. Yep. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and that was a win, as you'd expect. Uh, demolition. Uh, your thoughts then and now. Demolition was a great tag team. They were fearsome. Um, especially them coming in uh, with their uh, spikes and leather. Love um, that entrance. 
Love that. Then, back then, it was just like, these are the most intimidating guys I've ever seen, especially when they take the mask off and do that whole tongue thing. <laughs> now, I think I, I think Saints Row 4, that video game where they had the dominatrixes and uh, the gimp. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I, I think it's just being tainted um, you know the, the innocence of childhood being tainted right uh, right by uh things that you see i mean yeah your, uh, college and like years. two guys who like i mean especially like axe had a pretty good career um mm-hmm. uh, aside from the time in demolition and barry dorso you yes, know smash and, mm-hmm. yeah and repo man <laughs> um oh, um yeah, I yeah. wasn't too hype on. <laughs> I know, I know, man, I know. But I, think he was but I mean, like Axe, so Axe beforehand was was what was he, uh, Mister Wrestling or Mass Superstar? I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I think remember he was Mister Wrestling. That sounds yeah. familiar. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and going back and watching Demolition, they don't have a ton of good matches. That's mm-hmm. the the other thing too. I think it's all about that entrance, all about that theme music, and and those mm-hmm. uh, those masks at the beginning. We used uh, to sing that uh, that theme oh, song in uh, yeah. gym class. Yep, here, here comes, comes the yeah. X. Here comes the smash. Dude, that, I love that you've mentioned gym class because one of my fondest memories of you in gym mm. class was when we'd have to do. I still remember this very vividly, dude. This had to. That's this has to be back in like fifth grade, where we would have to do extended. Um, extended, um, or not extended, but like some sort of. Um, gymnastics routine ba- using the uh, mats and the uh yes you know, uh, tomahor- 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 horses or or uh, mm. whatever uh, ramps around the uh, ring and i yeah. remember you uh oh, you did, your, you yes. did your, your four or five kind of things including a forward roll and like whatever yep. and uh, our teacher at the time was mr robertson i think i said it was very good kind of oh, thing. and you said robertson. wait a second you said wait a second I got one more, and you did. I will never forget this. The uh, the the Ghostbusters kind of kind of kick and sideways point, <laughs> and to this day, oh that, man, that joy, <laughs> that 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 creativity, <laughs> and that need to throw that in in gym class is how I choose to remember your spirit <laughs> over all these years. And See? I don't think you know, like we've all grown up and we've matured and whatever. But I'd like to believe that Boy. that kind of that kind of of um that carefree and fun is still a big part of your life man oh there's a honestly you have to sort of after with having three children running around the house you of have course. to play ad lib quite a lot yeah um i'm a music i i'm a musician for those of you well those who are listening who know me or those who don't know me i used to play music and um a, a lot of the things that we used to do when we were playing in the band, in the church band, was we had to ad lib. So we had to throw something in or oh, there's a space here. Okay, how do we fill that? Okay, so we just have to quickly do something. I guess that's where it all started, right. where I ran out of I, – I, I knew we were supposed to do six, yes. but for some reason I only had five moves. What do I do? Um, the Ghostbusters theme was running through my head at the time, so that just – and that's the rest of the story that's the rest of the i story. love it so man. i love it so much it's the best because oh, we loved all that stuff we that. loved uh, we loved all, all uh cartoons and whatever was on this is all the stuff that we'd be talking about it's yeah. so great man um anyway so we cut to an update with mean gene uh and this is how we learned mm-hmm. about what's kind of going on in the world of wwf at the time because these squash matches that we were always getting on saturday mornings um uh, if we get to stay up and watch Saturday night's main event that was uh that was a big coup especially at a, a, our younger ages here um oh yeah uh so we got uh uh snooka on brother love 
with Jimmy Hart. Um, <clears throat> Honky Tonk Man gives him a guitar to the back. Oh. a holding on to his leg. And we get a classic promo here from Honky Tonk Man. And here's where I'm saying, like, if we were getting some, like, hey, here's a pretty good promo that we got from Lethal Larry Cameron here. <clears throat> we're really yeah. seeing the polish and like kind of the best of the era here when yeah. it, when we're just seeing honky tonk man just cut like a basic thing for like and all they're doing like the main thing that they're promoting on this was just a card coming up in Baltimore. That's why I was mentioning that yeah. earlier. What a hit, honky! What a hit, baby! I think, I think they understand now. I think you understand, Superfly Jimmy Snooker. I think you understand exactly what happens when you mess with a honky tonk man's music. You get a blast from the past. And when you were down on your hands and knees, I thought I'd get a fight out of you. I thought you were tough, but you were begging and pleading for the honky tonk man to stop. But there's no mercy from me when you mess with my music. <laughs> um, and each one of these promos is just as good, or like. I'm not going to say as good because they're required to do a lot more now and are asked to hit all these notes and not get mm -hmm. words wrong and things now. But well, this is time. super effective in here's what you need to get over. Here's what we're working towards. Here's what you do. You have like 20 seconds. Go. And they would nail it, man. One after another here with each, each one of these that we'd get. And that was just uh, uh, kind of the first one we got here from Honky Tonk. Yeah, Wayne Ferris was fantastic. Also, a note um, is that uh, he was used in the Stampede territory prior to this, and he, yep. in fact, um, uh, kind of crossed over to right. um, the uh, WWF, and the other guys oh. kind of uh, moved over there. He had at the same time. Yeah, talk about great promos. He had some legendary promos in Stampede where he'd be like, "I want Lanny McDonald, <laughs> McDonald." That's what he'd be calling out. It'd be like, "How dare you, sir?" Talk about Saint Eddie. And it's like uh, Saint Lanny, Saint uh, like uh, the like the you know the key to the city. You, whatever name you want to give. Uh, Preface this with Lanny McDonald being one of the uh, greatest uh, hockey players uh, that Calgary had to yeah. offer. Got us a cup. Time. He was our captain. Captain during the one time we won our cup. Tell the tell the story. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what else could I say? I think yeah. you guys can understand uh, why that would be like uh, no man's land to to go after that guy. Um, their second match is another great looking heel or great looking uh, jobber named Frankie DeFalco versus the Widowmaker Barry Windham. Awesome. Oh uh, yeah. Really cool to see him in action, even if it is just during this this weird kind of. They, they, you know, he was good with Rotunda as a US, U.S. Express, um, but otherwise, I don't really think that. I mean, I don't. It's not about thinking; it's knowing where he saw bigger success. Uh, WWF never really got him as well as um, yeah. other stuff over in NWA and Crockett stuff, right? Yeah, he. Yeah, he. he this match only lasted a minute thirty nine, so he was wasn't really able to showcase a lot of his big moves. I'm nope. sure. No, nope. um, but we get get a nice superplex. We don't see much. Well, that uh, superplex. Eh. But still, eh. a superplex from Barry Windham in in 1989. I'm I'm always happy to watch. I did see some old matches with Barry Windham uh, where um that uh, where he would actually do that from off of the top rope. He he uh, yeah. take the guy, suplex him up. Bounced him off of the uh, top rope, and he'd uh, you know wow. let the guy lay down yeah. back, and then uh, you pin you pin him and walk off of the U.S. Championship. That was yeah. uh, Barry Windham back in the day. Yeah. Um, but um, I just don't remember him being that uh, much of a highlight in the WWF. WWF? Nope. Nope. Not WWF. No, that's right. At the time. Uh, but so after this, we get to see a music video from No Holds Barred, the title oh. track. 
<laughs> oh man this movie was something yeah, else yeah oh. the clips here that they show are hysterical it reminds you though that uh who was on uh, our boy uh, stan hansen uh was in this um mm-hmm. um who are terry funk terry funk uh, i think is in it too if memory serves i could be wrong yeah um but i, I remember we saw somebody else here it could have been bobby eaton uh speaking of uh r.i.p um, I think I, I remember there was uh, yeah a couple of randos who you see in the, that I've, I'd forgotten were in uh, No Holds Barred. Did yeah. you see this movie in the theater? No, I didn't. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I did. I, I think I've I've seen it um, on VHS. Yeah. Once, but Me not too. all the way through. Yeah. Um, it was just. Uh, yeah. uh, it's not very good. Wasn't very good <laughs> at all. But it did introduce us to um, a really lovely because it, it, the whole point of that whole movie was to uh, push you into SummerSlam, which was coming down the pipe at the end of the summer. Right, right. Where uh, we had a gentleman by the name of Zeus. Uh, Zeus uh, again. R.I.P. Yeah. Recently, a tiny Lister. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the 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 Federation president in uh, Fifth Element. He's also had a, a great part in uh, Jackie Brown um awesome it sounds like he was like a really really beloved guy and so and but not a wrestler right famously no. when he would join uh in those like they was really used sparingly and but those him uh main eventing uh and those at that SummerSlam and some of the other shows and house shows where he'd have to show up did huge numbers like he was a draw oh, yeah even he for for that was. short time that he was there so um, they knew how to book him. They booked him as this it. unstoppable monster that not even the Hulkster, Hulk right. Hogan, could yeah. uh, uh, could could move. Yeah, and, but, but um, he that moved, was part of the story. Yeah, he moved seats. Uh, he moved tickets more than some of these other more established guys. Uh, so f- say what you want, will about this. Uh, no holds barred and what it what it wrought uh you gotta say like i, I remember those feuds very well um yeah. when we from when we were kids um so we go back to the event center and it's our buddy sean mooney beloved sean mooney sean mooney really selling this show in baltimore uh the rougeos gave a great promo uh with the u.s flags here really great stuff again really quick Cry babies, cry babies, the rockers are cry babies. The rockers are the biggest cry babies in the World Wrestling Federation. That's right, Jimmy. And I can't believe they got the, the, well, I can't say it, to get back in the ring with the fabulous Rujo brothers. I mean, what a lesson we taught you. We told you guys we didn't like imitators. We told you guys we didn't like copycats. That's it. And you know what? We found out you couldn't wrestle. And you know what else we found out? That you can't sing either. <laughs> hey, and if you don't remember us, a lot of people do remember us because we got an 18-wheeler outside full of fan mail. That's right. Everybody loves the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers because after all, guys, who are you? The, the Fabulous, Fabulous Rougeau Brothers! <laughs> Even Hercules shows up uh, to give a really quick promo on uh, him and Dino Bravo were involved in a feud. I can remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny to think about these mid-card feuds, just having that the right amount of mid-card thought into them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't need to be more than, I'm stronger than you. I'm stronger with these two beefy dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go yep. for it. Go for it, dudes. Let's see yeah. how this turns out. Yep. Yeah. Big beefy um, men stopping meat. Just yeah, uh, put them in it. there, give them 10 minutes, and uh, put somebody men. goes over. Boy, I'm loving... Um, 
Biggie, Biggie, without a, with just uh, on. Thanks for I catching love, that. Yeah, as him on, uh, he, he referred to himself a while back as like that uh, episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza is trying to get fired and he can't get fired, kind of thing about the kind of freedom he has. He, he's, uh, like he just feels like I could basically do whatever I want. Like he's, like there was a recent somebody uh, posted a gif of him at a house show being way too familiar and intimate with his um with his uh, money in the bank briefcase that Ooh, you can tell no. that, but you can tell you can tell, hey go for it bro if, oh. it, if you're having a good time and 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 they and you and recognize and you and i think he recognizes his value there and stuff then keep doing it keep pushing it right especially yeah. when you're seeing wow well, wow what's coming next friday on the other channel and mm-hmm. and what could be then you've got to yeah yeah then keep uh, letting them know how important it is to keep you around and keep doing uh, you know whatever creative creativity feel is you know you know what i'm trying to say here like yeah. i love i love that i love watching wrestlers or, or any sort of artist in an environment where they might be kind of constrained find ways to to push to do you to be yeah. you and not have the uh, not have the bridle pulled on you just to take the limit offs and just uh like like the ecw days okay um you have five minutes go yeah yeah and we'll talk about it afterwards yeah and then you just go out there and just like okay let's yeah. tweak this let's move this um it's just great to see that sort of thing happen with big e let, yeah. let let the guy go let yep. him run i hear you uh, so our third match of the night is King King Duggan Katza, oh. versus Jake Millman. Uh, uh, we got Haku with with Bobby in the insert promo. Haku's mad. So here's another uh, middle of the card prom, promo because yep. uh, you're you're not the king. I'm the king. All right, yeah. go with it. There you go. Yeah. Fine. There was a few. There was a few that came out came out from this uh, from prior to that. Uh, was it was it King Duggan defeated Haku or did he defeat Harley Race? Something like that. I can't remember exactly. I feel like Haku was King before. I feel like uh, Race kind of like handed it off to Haku more like kind of a more of a kind of a diplomatic uh, negotiation. I see the torch sort of yes, thing. Yes, yes. Oh, right. Because and it's a brain, two brain guys there, right? Right, he was part of the Heenan family. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, this ends another squash here with a pretty stiff clothesline before the, um, uh, the what do you call Hacksaw's finisher? It's just kind of a uh, shoulder chop, shoulder right? Ta- yeah, it was like a shoulder tackle. Yeah, so not much. Three-point stanch and then boom. Yeah. Just saying. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody, I, I can't read my. Oh, the genius. Yes, yes. I, I couldn't read my my out of nowhere. We get Poffo here. Cuts a promo on Hogan, and it rhymes for old times' sake. Everybody's going crazy for the movie No Holds Barred, but the genius has a couple words to say. Hulk Hogan, you're a big successful motion picture star, but the Macho Man will take your belt away. Because he's uh, like old Leap and Lanny used to do. Because he's speaking on behalf of his real life brother here, just uh, to put over Macho Man as that feud's kind of still. It's not heating up; it's still going on, kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. this is uh, this is after WrestleMania five. Um, yep. um, so uh, fourth match is Jim Evans and Jim Powers, kind of one of the more higher ranked jobbers of the days, uh, 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 versus Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Uh, with Bobby the Brain Heenan, I feel like I've seen this match before because I've I've 
I've got a Brain Busters collection that I think kind of that I've kind of I digested over a weekend once, and I think has like basically yeah. everything on it. Not too um, hard about the Brain Busters name, but um, they were a fantastic tag team yeah. um, in and, the NWA and here. Yeah. Um, Jim Evans and Jim Powers. I think I've seen them wrestle together before. I've, mm. I think I believe I've seen this match somewhere else uh, before, and uh, these guys can work. Yeah, this is a great match. This was good. Again, another. It's basically essentially a squash, but they did a uh, they did a lot to put over um, um, powers. That uh, Jesse did a lot to put over powers too, and made this match uh, at least appear competitive at times. Arn hits a spine buster, and then leads into some a bit of uh, the enough of a distraction for them to hit the spiked pile driver for the win. Oh yeah, love it. He's I said easily the best squash of the night for sure. Uh, back there was a to... time where that particular that particular move was illegal, right? Yep. The, the, right. the pile driver was illegal because you could uh, legitimately legitimately hurt somebody's uh, neck, and the spike pile driver was just. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think that was a gimmick from from years back. Right. But, uh, for some so you have to do it when the ref when the ref wasn't watching, and they pull it off. Yep. You needed so... a Jurgen Herman for that one, actually. Exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, back to Mooney, who's promoting Baltimore. Uh, All right. And it's going to be Macho versus Hogan at, in Baltimore. There's a we get a, a, a bit of a snooker promo. Who's you can see a little out of his mind, but you know he's still doing what he did. Um, a Macho promo that is great. A little oh. hidden gem here again because it's short and quick, but it opens with confetti. Um, and it's like this magic moment, like he had it in his hand there and just drops it, like to to kind of give you this opening just for this stupid show in Baltimore. Oh yeah, this magic. Moment, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I'm concentrating on you. It's been a long time since WrestleMania 5, and it's taken this long for me to get you to agree to a contract. Yeah, I'm going to beat you for the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. You were late when you came in. I'm Hulk, sorry, you're sorry, I'm but tell Hulk Hogan right now what we got planned for him. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. For so long we have waited, and you're going to meet your destiny. You're going to meet your destiny in the Macho Man Randy Savage, because once and for all, he's going to be crowned the undisputed WWF champion. Oh, yeah, undisputed, and I won't get that crown again, because right now I'm the uncrowned champion, and you have cut my belt, but I'm going to get it back. Yes, I am. No doubt about it. Sensational Sherry. Tell Hulk Hogan how great I am. Oh, Hulk Hogan, this is the most heavenly man that's ever been sent to me. But on this earth, and there's nothing you can do about I'm it. I'm going to beat you, Hulk Hogan, for the oh, belt. Yeah. yeah. And even Sherry shows up late and he comments, you're a little late. He's like, sorry, macho. Yeah. And they've got this great energy back and forth. It's so awesome, man. I'm going to see, I'll, I'll drop this in here for sure. For such a small little uh, Baltimore show for a guy just to show up and, oh, don't forget, I'm the going to steal the show again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just awesome. Um, fourth match, Hillbilly Jim in 1989 ugh, versus... Uh, 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 Butler Stevens, uh, who did not get a marquee, poor, poor jobber. Um, it's, it leads to a big boot eventually. This is the worst match of the night. Both, both shows. Uh, Hillbilly Jim is no good, man. He is no good, especially in 89. What the heck are they even doing throwing him out here? 
I don't know. Maybe yeah. he was just busy and needed the paycheck. I Same guess. With Butler, Butler Stevens. Yeah, and needed. I mean, there was a time when he was like almost like a number two, like during rock and wrestling, like he was almost a number two babyface between him and uh, JYD. But mm-hmm. he was never really like I was just that country boy thing clicked. But at this point, yeah, just to get him out there. There's an ad for SummerSlam. We get a brother love segment. You'll be happy to know, uh, Ked. I <laughs> uh, intro introduces Million Dollar Men with with Virgil. Great promo from Ted says Jake is in the hospital and the prognosis is no more wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, wipes to Ted with uh, uh, getting the million dollar dream from uh, from Jake here as they kind of like that's why he's in the hospital, which is so um, it's fun. It's funny. Did you put that move on me back in the day? Like the million dollar dream. Either, it was either it you or I, uh, either it was either you or Scott put that move on me. Still it to hurt. this day, it hurt. When somebody, I see, somebody did it. Hurt when I, you know, when when, when I see a, a politician going on and rambling like, uh, and there's different there's different moves that I'll consider. What would be the best thing to just go in and just snap on them right now? And nine times out of ten, it's the million dollar dream. <laughs> just an, just imagine them flailing around and nobody kind of coming to their defense. <laughs> yeah, or the stunner. You stunner. know, just kind of walk, yep, just yep. walk That's in. A, again, again, when you really want to just uh, yeah, get it known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a statement, but you want someone to just slowly shh, 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 shh. <laughs> go to sleep. Uh, we know you don't mean it. We know you don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> so a fun, day, yeah, classic brother love segment. I was never really brother love guy when i was a kid because he drove me nuts but oh, uh, I, thought he, I thought he was great he was the he he was the worst preacher ever yep because that was that, that was his gimmick basically um, right uh tom pritchard as the was it tom pritchard uh bruce pritchard bruce pritchard sorry yep. um it was basically he, he was his take was a take on a uh, uh on a televangelist and right, uh, right. he was just the opposite of what a televangelist should have been should which be. i which i thought was brilliant but uh after a while it just uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It, over, it over over overstated its welcome for sure and like mm-hmm. uh but then you know they figured it out and moved on to whatever was next uh, i guess it would have been the barber shop is that right? Mm-hmm. I guess right because that's where because the rockers hadn't hadn't split yet because I know that you it's know. the Rougeos are, are fighting the rockers at uh, the, uh, the Baltimore <clears throat> show at the Baltimore show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that leaves us to uh, the fifth match is the last match of the night. Uh, Sammy Rogers. Oh no, pardon me. It's not the last match, uh, but it's uh, against uh, Inter- Intercontinental Champ uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. Uh, there's a great promo from Rude at the beginning here, as always. I'd like all you. Wisconsin pigs to, you know, say that that's the usual thing. I love it. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly, Madison morons. There's one. I think you're right. Keep the noise down while I take my robe off and show the ladies what a real sexy man looks like. Hit the music. This I can remember us talking about a lot. Um, oh man, I really? feel like I got in trouble. I got in trouble in the day for uh, for uh, saying I want all of you, all of you sweat hogs, to keep the noise down while I take off my robe and show <laughs> your late show the ladies what they show you guys what the ladies dream of every <laughs> night. Guess who got detention? I Me. guess that'd be you, pal. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyways, when he calls out, there's a great shot of just a really uh, hideous bro who's not uh, not afraid to to share it when 
and he's calling out their 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 uh, weight. Um, and very quick squash with the Rude Awakening. And of course, it's all about more the post-match with uh, Rude and these types of match where they call out... Uh, he's got Warrior on his tights. This is after he's won uh, the the belt from, from, I guess, would have been the original... Not the original Rumble, but... Uh, no, 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 wait. Did he win it at Mania? I don't remember, to be honest. But he did, because I remember the pose down was at the Rumble. And at, like at some point, I think it is at Mania that he does win the, the belt through whatever shenanigans. Um, um, so so he's, uh, yeah, he's calling out the Warrior. But first he call, he's got Warrior on his tights, so they call in a lady. Jesse gives her a 7.5, of course. She doesn't kiss at first because Warrior enters and uh, and just kicks ass. This is easily the hottest the crowd was all night. Um, that's all it took. Um but then after this is crazy. After this, we get a Dusty Rhodes promo. Um, uh, but it's not. Um, it's D- Dusty Rhodes in WWF, and it's not. Uh, you know, not way back when from when he was feuding when they're bringing him into feud with Superstar, and it's not. He's not in polka dots, man. He's just a, a farmer here. Yeah. And I'll tell you all he's talking about, dude. And this I have to do the insert here. Yeah. Is he's shoveling horse shit. He's shoveling horse shit all night long. He talks about it. <laughs> comes in here, go and you go all the way down here and it comes out of the back and over here. And then it finishes with no word of a line. I'll throw this in here with him saying, but I'll do I'll do my best here as well. Doo-doo is good for me, and doo-doo is good for you. Doo-doo is good for me. And doo-doo is good for you. <laughs> what? So I, I think Vince is still figuring out how can I embarrass this guy and see what he does here. This and is like, a big deal back in the other Of course, place, because that's, right? again, what's it, what, what he tried to do with the polka dots infamously. And, it, and he was able to make work because Dusty's the best. Yeah, uh, but even this promo is uh, like he made, uh, he was he was able to make, usually it's chicken salad out of chicken shit. But uh, he did it today after actual... If I remember correctly, wasn't this those? He, there was a collection of promos where he would be talking about the common man this or the common man right, that, right? And then right. at the end, he's like, "Hey, aren't you?" Yes. And at the end, it was, "Hey, aren't you?" And he kind of trailed off. And so, for people who knew or in on the joke, yes. just like, "Yeah, it's Dusty Rhodes. It, yes. it is yeah. that guy that who that went toe to toe with uh, with uh, Ric Flair." For the rest yeah. of us, it's just like, uh, "I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he's such a big deal." Mm-hmm. But but uh, you go back and you look at how he stayed committed to that and like and he was saddled with like I'm sure Sapphire is a, a, a lovely lady but that was not a, a gimmick that was going to help give it do anybody any favors but he yeah. made it work man because he was yeah. so uh, committed um, so we go to the the final uh, match here uh, who do we got the Somebody, barbarian the barbarian with and Mr Fuji versus Tom Stark uh, Tom Stark or Tom Stark I think I think they called him Tom Stark but I think they they the Marquis said Stark. Anyways, Barbar is this was again another squash. Barbarian off the top for the win. Um, I remember laughing out loud at Jesse and Vince here. I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, we get Mooney one more time, and here on the way out, we get a Brooklyn Brawler promo with Heenan. Because this is when oh, Heenan uh, was was managing him. He cuts a promo on the Blue Blazer. That's who he's fighting the, in Baltimore. Pretty <laughs> crazy. But this Brawler promo was pretty good, man. Pretty good. <laughs> Oh, Blue Blazer. Blue Blazer, you do a lot of fancy moves. But do you know what a backflip means in the streets? It means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Try any hole. Try to grab my arm. I'll bite you with it off, boy. 
See, when you fly up in the air in the streets, you usually land flat and then get your hair parted with a sewer lid. That could happen to you in the ring. Blue blazer, red roosters. Don't they have anybody for us to wrestle without feathers? We'll take your feathers off too, pal. Ridiculous. Pretty good. I can't remember how many Brooklyn Brawler promos I've seen in my life, but this one was was a good. Chewing on, chomping on that cigar and filthy shirt. Yeah. Oh. And we get one more, a Dusty Rhodes promo on DiBiase. He's still not in the polka dots. And this looks like a really good card in Baltimore. I may have to see if I can track this thing down to see if there is some, uh, I don't know if they would have had, um, uh, you know, somebody calling it there or if there even were cameras here. But looked like a fun uh, a fun event. Um, and as I said, yeah, surprised to see. I, like, I don't remember... I, I, I don't remember the, like uh, these promos of Dusty's. Um, I just remember polka dots. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to see him kind of in this transition period here too. I do remember some of these promos that he had. There was one where he was uh, where he was a butcher, yeah. and he would say to be uh, telling people to come on down to the American Dreams or uh, the American Dreams uh, Common Man Butcher Shop where right. he got all the right cuts of meat for you, whatever it is that you uh, you needed. He gave that cheesy smile um, again, taking that chicken turd and yeah. making it uh, chicken salad. Yeah, and he would he just did. say, "Who?" is this cat and then this cat comes down the aisle dancing and doing whatever it is and he's like this guy's a big deal and then you'd see him show up in the ring and i say oh yeah i get it yeah holy you crap know, i was thinking I was, when i saw yeah, i saw him i thought you know his hiney it's a little bit too big and his, his <laughs> tummy might be a little bit too wide but you know what i think he's bad and and they know he's bad <laughs> yeah yeah, it, 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 size does not matter. The man had heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the, one of the all-time greats. Wow. But yeah. So this this was a snapshot of what was what was there. Um, looking at the like again, even without like as I said that to you, I, I'm sure you can see everything in your head. Like you know this time period, and you know the 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 moods there. I, I would say like. My big surprise in this was Bulldog Bob Brown, for sure, as to how much of a jack-of-all-trades and how much he was asked to kind of carry the reins um, a lot and did a good job. Because he has, more rec- more recently, he's become more known for when Cyrus and Lance had their um, their uh, podcast about, and they would uh, do impressions of him and talked about having to deal with him. And it sounded really funny. Um and he is what yeah. he is. He's a character that he is. But yeah, Bulldog and uh, and and Cyrus went back um, for their uh, Winnipeg days. I think that's uh, right. where they they first started working. Uh, right, I think so in, too. In, yeah. Win- in Winnipeg, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he was a real standout for me um, in terms of the, the the Stampede stuff. It's always good to see. It's again, it made me curious to kind of. I wanted to go back and see more of what developed and what. I can't remember exactly. I know. So we, we said this is Johnny versus Davy Boy at this time, but yep. eventually Davy Boy and Dynamite had to have some. There had to have been some sort of blow off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so that's what I'd like something. to look into. I, I'm, I'm curious about that. Putting that into a, a bit more and wondering why there isn't a little bit more talk about um, this legendary tag team and when they actually did kind of have a feud against each other and how that turned out. Yeah, there was. A, I think there was. There was something. I have the. Uh, I I have their promo of where they split um, on celluloid somewhere, hmm, yeah. uh, where they um, 
uh, where basically uh, there were back when you were recording like super eight footage in the in the in the pavilion you can always see ken in the back but um but i i remember finding it i found it on i found it online where uh they uh they're in the locker room um the bulldog and uh john not johnny smith johnny smith showed up showed up and he was right. like he was trying to divide the uh, bulldogs apart so uh they would be uh, there. There was a misunderstanding from a prior match between Davy Boy and Dynamite, and then you just see uh, uh, see uh, Johnny just come on and egg, yeah. egg him on, and uh, Dynamite things uh, blew up, and that was that. Dynamite just lost his crap and just went right after him, and they yeah. just had a fight. And here comes uh, <laughs> from out of the, from out of a stage left, you see poor uh, uh, um, the crippler. Uh, Benoit. Crippled Benoit come running in and he gets thrown yeah, thrown yeah, across yeah. the table and uh, hmm. it, it would, everything just got pulled apart, thrown into uh, lockers and it, it really helped push the, uh, okay. push the feud. I just don't Interesting. know how. That, that sounds like, a, yeah, yeah, I don't I can't remember the blow off at all uh, but that's funny that you talk about like a backstage segment on uh, Stampede. That was uh, yeah. pretty rare. Pretty rare. Yeah. But yeah, that's how you can tell it would, it would definitely be serious. Um, and then for that for that, uh, the Maple Leaf Wrestling slash Superstars, I, again, like it's just it it speaks volumes how macho can just show up for for literally 30 seconds and just kill it like he always mm-hmm. does um same thing uh to see uh who was it oh it, yeah it's a uh, honky tonk man again in a similar situation it's that's what stands out the most here is how effective they could oh yeah brain brusters that was the match of the night on that show um, but to see how effective they could be in putting over uh, what sounds like it's just another house show. I don't know if there's something more to it, but it made me interested in that house show. Um, and that's great. And they did a good job of uh, speaking, like, again, for a show that didn't have big events. Uh, Stampede was doing a good job of building up to their event and making me interested in that. That's the big difference I'm noticing from what we saw from these two shows here that were for the modern wrestling was the or with modern wwe i guess i should say because aw yeah. seemed to, does seem to have long-term plans it's the getting you excited for every aspect or, or doing their best to get you excited for everything on the card there right yeah you're right 100 um uh, one thing that uh i i just remember with uh with the WWF at the time, remember they had four big pay per views at the time, and uh, you were just kind of uh, if you weren't at WrestleMania, you were if you weren't working toward WrestleMania, you were working toward uh, uh, what was coming up at the end of the summer because this was June, right? Yeah, um, and the end of the summer was uh, it's a SummerSlam, so you were just kind of pushing every storyline, every major feud, every minor feud toward some sort of blow off at uh, at SummerSlam, um, which is different from now where uh, there's a uh, pay per view every month or um, right, um, a pay per view every other month. A kind of big difference between uh, them and now, but for me, I preferred watching what we saw on the local show at, uh, at the Calgary Stampede uh, Wrestling. Not just because I'm a Calgarian, but also because of the fact that um, the matches were longer. Yeah. And it seemed like there were put a lot more investment being put into the characters, sure. and and a lot with the, uh, uh, well, a lot with the the back and forth and mm-hmm. 
just so you you want to see something else happen from week to week to week. It just felt more authentic right. than uh, the big WWF shows. Yeah, yeah. But it was enough to to get us excited for next week, regardless of whatever show it was. And that's uh, that's the power of this silly little form we call oh, we, yeah. professional yeah. wrestling. Right. Well, yeah. So I think I, unless you got anything else to say about uh, that, we'll kind of put a bow on our our, our look back at uh, eighty nine. Yeah, um, that was a great trick down uh, memory lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like to say thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, uh, I do appreciate um, coming back and having this chat um, because it's been for it's been forever. I really wish. I really wish, but um, don't have this anymore. I wish that we had our old uh, our old cards that we used to uh, collect. Um, what I mean by that, we used to make um, we used to make these uh, these wrestling cards. We would actually write out matches. Mm-hmm. We would invent characters for ourselves. Like I was uh, the Crusher, you were the uh, the terrible one. Um, I think Darren. You remember Darren Drebert? Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what we had for his. Name. He was um, he was daring Darren Drebert. He was okay, the original right. 3D. That's right. <laughs> uh, the killer uh, Kevin the Killer Smith. Kevin killer, Smith. Killer, yeah. Killer Kevin Smith. I remember him too. Yeah. Um, and so we would have uh, all these all these matches that we put together and um, have all these uh, uh, have the the titles and we swap titles and have these. Uh, these things not everybody was into it and i was the kind of guy that would want to share these things with everybody yeah. else they just kind of looked at me as if i was short no i was yeah. short still am uh, but they're just like um this is pro wrestling that's not yeah. real yeah. we'll watch hockey let's even go let's, a, yeah yeah even as a kid but still uh, and you know the, the lovely thing about professional wrestling and i'm i i i'll end with this professional wrestling is that girlfriend that you would break up with move out move on to move on with your life mm-hmm. and they'd come home from work one day and she's sitting on your couch <laughs> you can't escape her she it's always somehow true. comes back and here i am um yeah. approaching uh, approaching middle age and i still say to myself you know what i still love wrestling i would not when I was 20, I would not say that I liked uh, pro wrestling. When I was 15, I wouldn't say I liked pro wrestling. Now, just like, you know what, I, uh, I've i denied this for far too long. It's part of, it's, it's part of me. I, I, I love pro wrestling and everything about it. So yeah, um, yeah. that's just because it, it helped form part of me. And, uh, you know, we're, we, we're now part of geek culture. Yeah. Um, so um, everything in the past that uh, people kind of shied away from, like, you know, our, our GoBots or Transformers, uh, our, oh, I, got, I had GoBots because my parents couldn't afford Transformers back in the day. <laughs> um, the, the Transformers, the G.I. Joe, uh, all these other uh, Hasbro things that yeah. uh, were back in the day. Now uh, our comics are now become large franchises because yeah. uh, we've all grown up. And putting our manpower and our creativity behind it, so it's nothing to be ashamed of anymore. No. Be a geek. Everybody's everyone's. A geek it's just it's, we live in a a, a a time when there's like if you've got something that you're interested in, and because of uh, the internet, you're going to find your community, and there's going to be enough there to to get everybody 
uh, keen on it. And there's no shame in, okay, that's what you're into, go and get into it. That's the thing that I've learned as a teacher. One thing that's inspiring is like, I remember when I graduated from high school, there were certain types of music that if you listen to it, you're a total dork, right? And now that's completely gone, right? No one cares yep. what kind of music you listen to. There can still be some that's more current and fresh and like, oh, why are you listening to this old music? But it doesn't matter what genre is right now. And that's, I think that kind of expands to the way everybody kind of sees um, just what you're into, especially for young people. I smell a segue. Uh, 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 we'll see. Well, <clears throat> did as as a guest on Yours, Mine, and the Truth, Kent. Yes, sir. You are uh, asked. You know, I'm not. I don't want to say required because not everybody owns up to this. To to provide you with your provide me or provide the the listeners with your top five songs by the band extreme how oh, were, were you able to uh to do this and you can you can expand on the experience if you like you can uh just give me nothing and, and we say goodbye or you can go ahead the floor is yours you know what this this was um you said that extreme was your favorite band in uh in high school i'd say junior uh, high junior yeah, high? high school so oh, it started okay. around like eighth grade like went all the way through high yeah by 12th grade like i was still like very much devoted to them yeah yeah for me for me it was the rankin family don't judge me nope. uh, <laughs> i was a big fan of the rankin family back back in the day so um when you mentioned uh, extremes i i had to kind of scratch my head i'm just like what did they do? And the first song that came to mind mm -hmm. was "More Than Words," and of I'm course. sure that your other uh, your other guests might have uh, said this. But, um, uh, it, it was such a great such a great song that there was a friend of mine who uh, played at a, a live event um, just uh, with his guitar, just singing "More Than Words," mm -hmm. and um, it <laughs> someone someone I don't know who it was dark, um, but he told me that someone actually uh, brought. Uh, a member of the fair sex brought their uh, underwear and threw it on the stage as he was singing it. It was one of it's one of those ballads that yeah. uh, it would uh, actually just cause goosebumps to go up and down your arm, regardless sure. if you're a guy yeah. or if you're a gal. The Stone Cold um, classic, no denying. It it really was. That yeah. was the only one that came. There was another one, uh, but it didn't uh, it didn't shine, uh, rise or shine as much uh, to me um, as uh, as this one. Okay, but that is. Um, but pornography. But rise and shine. Did you like rise and shine? Like I seem I, like you made it. It was. <laughs> you saw what I did there. Right, uh, rise and shine was was all right, but it didn't really grip me the okay. same way. I thought you might be into the biblical references and that sort of thing, but go, you know, you keep going. Um, the porno graffiti uh, reminded me more. Um, seeing as that we're just talking wrestling, it reminded me of something that I would be walking to the ring to. Totally. Honest, honestly, because in the uh, 80s and the 90s, you had the, the hair bands and you would just have all this uh, nondescript uh, rock going on right. in the background. And you'd walk out with your tassels and your, your yeah. jacket. I can see Ziggler. I can see Dolph Ziggler walking to, into oh. it present day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, if if someone had a TARDIS, uh, another geek reference, if someone had a TARDIS and went back uh, 20, 30 years and put him in a in a show, he would fit in just fine, Ziggler would. You'll make my friend Johnny happy to hear that you did a Doctor Who reference. Oh. In the extreme uh, songs. That's That takes talent, friend. Thank you, sir. Uh, you got anything else for me? You, you said a few there. That's that's all I've got for right. you. Well, I appreciate words, you gave me, you gave me, play. you gave me a couple. You gave me, you gave me three, I guess. And that's like some people give me Zelcho. So I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's not for everybody, mm -hmm. um, but again, dude, 
thank you for this. It's it's really like it's what I was thinking it was going to be like, uh, is, which is that it you know it feels like that the last time we had kind of been in class together, which was on this this weekend of these shows we watch, and we could have just broken into any old conversation like it was no big deal. That's what it felt like, bud. And yeah. uh, I really appreciate you doing this. It's great to see you. Uh, My absolute pleasure. Uh, say hey to everyone in Calgary. Stay safe. Um, Jumping jeepers. If you run into somebody who's got, who says there's to tell them to quarantine anyways, for goodness sake, <laughs> for goodness sake. Um, but uh, again, great. All the best to you and your family. And uh, I you hope we well, Travis. something again soon. Thanks, man. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. song you guys that that's uh i may have to see if i can find a way to throw that onto a playlist for the rest of the summer here because that is a good time that ooh, that makes me smile um and boy that whole conversation with ken made me smile as well thank you kenneth thank you for joining me as i was saying at the end there it was like we had just been hanging out at north haven elementary school snapping on sleeper holds and million dollar dreams and whatever else we were seeing on Saturday afternoons. And it's really, really cool to see somebody who is there. And it helps to really understand why we have the tastes we do today and how they developed. Uh, and uh, it's also funny to think about how we look. Oh, it was so much better back then. And yes, in many ways it was. However, these two shows, they weren't... I wouldn't, by no stretch of the imagination, would I call these home runs. So uh, we always, it's one of those kind of things where the grass is always greener. And we always remember the, the, the fond things, fonder moments in our life and uh, are, are more apt to tune out the stuff that is, well, more forgettable as uh, as we kind of got with there. And, uh, but yeah, we did. I, I, I love that uh Larry Cameron, Lethal Larry Cameron, has kind of emerged as somebody that uh, I have ideas for. I have ideas for with, uh, as Kenneth says, he had some there too, uh, and so do I. So stay tuned here with YMT uh, for a potential uh, return to the territory, so to speak, and a look at what the Stampede City uh, kind of had, uh, you know, maybe the, the hidden gems. I think that's a, a potential episode down the line. And speaking of potential episodes, uh, as I said, I've probably got at least five more uh, for this series, maybe more um, coming down the pipe 
what comes next determine is d depends on what happens on my uh, trip uh, coming up here. I'm going on a quick camping trip, and I might be able to uh, get something recorded while that's happening. We shall see. Uh, as you can imagine, that's going to be pretty loosey goosey. If that happens, then um, then I could have another episode up here for you within the kind of week and a, and a change kind of schedule that we've got going here for now. If not, it could be another week and a half, and and I, then it's possible if it's a week and a half and or a little longer than that. Pardon me, another uh, a couple weeks possibly in between episodes here then uh, we could be heading into something that, as many of you know, is an important part of my life and uh, and something that when people think of me, there's, there's certain artists and certain, um, you know, texts and, and films and books and yada, 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 and characters that, that people know I, I, uh, I, 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 I like, I enjoy in that. And uh, while it's finally going to happen, we are going to do... Uh, Star Wars related episodes here in the coming months and not just any Star Wars related episodes uh, but uh, the prequels so yeah that's gonna happen because um, it's worth talking about and it, it's funny to see the way those have uh, kind of changed over the years and um, you know not in the first episode but by the end and this is a kind of way I want to sign off here and say goodbye to you guys is I want to say uh, thank you because we hit 1,500 listens on uh, on our third episode with uh, with Ted McCoy uh, when we looked at extremes, three sides to every story. And I want to thank all of you for for getting us up there. And uh, for those of you begging for that, that to me that says we got to bring this guy back. And and he's definitely uh, on for one of those uh, prequel episodes. So look out for that, uh, as well as a couple other ideas we have coming down the pipe. Uh, if I do uh, see you within the next, uh, like I said, week and uh, change here, week and a half, then it could be uh, it could be about uh, video games related again. We'll see. If not, could be about something completely different but those that's kind of what we have uh coming up as i as i said earlier in the opener uh don't forget to uh give what you can to the for the plum pledge drive that we're on here until august 24th uh um whatever money you can donate over paypal please give it to kelly n at uvic.ca it goes a long way and uh we're just trying to keep uh doing what we do you guys and uh i love doing what i do i, I love talking to old friends like i got to this week that was the greatest and i love that you guys keep listening so thank you uh hopefully we'll talk to you soon and this has been another episode of yours mine and the truth goodbye Thank you.